Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. To you by Patrick Eads and everyone on Mormon Trek at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. GT Car and his crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling. Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROWS. Big Dog Satellite, Internet, and Solar. Don't call an 800 number. Call Kevin and his crew at Big Dog, a premier dish authorized retailer at 338-6600. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty. The Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas. Dirk Sterner Taxidermy. Players, Sports Bar and Grill. And Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Here's Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com along with Tom Suter. We gave away the last pair of tickets. We gave away the last pair of tickets and today you're Hawks Fanatics. Yeah, you're so you're plural? double plural. Have you let Don know? <laughs> no, you need to adjust. <laughs> Here's coach Don Patterson. Good man, good morning coach. How are you? Good morning Tom. Good morning Pat. How you doing Don? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I had a good weekend, uh, and um, I missed a, a good game in Kinnick, but I, I missed it for a good cause. Northern Iowa played really well and qualified for the playoffs, so I'm happy Excellent. for them that they played so well. No, have, Northern Iowa's having a good season. I mean, Iowa's having, you know, Iowa State's having the worst season of the yep. the threes. That's a and they were supposed to be uh, the the top dog in the state this year, and it didn't yeah, work out. Before we do, I, I'm I'll ask you that. What do you think's gone wrong with Iowa State this year, Don? I mean, what, they're six and five. Oh, you know, when you lose a close game, uh, and then you lose another close game, uh, it becomes a pattern sometimes, mm -hmm. and. I think all their five losses have been by a total of what something less than fifty points. Yeah, I think. it's yes. been very close. Kind of like Nebraska. Of, I think it was twenty nine, yeah. maybe. I think that sounds right. Twenty nine points for mm -hmm. five losses. Yeah. Um, but as you've heard me say before, good teams win close games and bad teams don't. You're right. So uh, they're not a good team based on based on that requirement. They're they're a dangerous team. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to get over the hump, and they. And that, that applies to Nebraska, too. Oh, without question. Eight losses for a, a total of 49 points this year. And look at all the yards they have. Um, I mean, they, they roll up a bunch of yards. They have way more yards than Iowa. Yeah, offense. way more. Way more. It's not even close. But Iowa is better, you of course, in special teams and defense. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a team game, and you got to be good at all aspects of the game. And that had a lot to do with uh, us winning on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um you know, here's here's something for you to think about. We we actually hit the um, scoring trifecta against the Illini. Touchdowns <laughs> yep. on offense, defense, yeah. and kicking. Right, right. that's yep. unusual when that happens. But here's the bad news: 
our offense must generate more than one touchdown against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I agree. Dunny, I got... otherwise we're going to have a disappointing Black Friday. Well, I was telling Tom uh, I got a bad feeling. I, got... ahead. I Go got a ahead. bad sorry. I got a bad feeling about Friday. I, I was telling Tom yesterday I started thinking that Iowa and Wisconsin are both going to lose, so now you guys talk me out of it. What I'm going to ask first is, have you ever heard, Donnie, I know you don't gamble on uh, sports and stuff, neither do I, but have you ever heard of a 9-2 and two team being a four-point underdog to a three and eight. Team. No, is that the national one, or is that just one book? That's Vegas. That's that's Vegas's line. Okay, because I had seen one line, but I'd seen others where Iowa was favored by as much as six. Okay, and I haven't seen that at all. So that's Vegas. You know, well, somebody tweeted a bunch figure, of them. Nebraska by four. My initial response was that line's going to change because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of money on Iowa's side if it's a four-point spread. And you get three for hosting. Uh, it could have changed already as far as that goes. Yeah, but. I would suspect that it's already changed. Yeah. Um, but it does give you an idea that they do think that Nebraska, some people think Nebraska is, uh, you know, is um, a team ready to set fire. It's kind of late in the year to set fire, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it is still a possibility. You know, yeah. if they put it all together, uh, they can beat anyone. You know, they proved that against Ohio State. Uh, and yet they find ways to lose and consistently find ways to fall short. And I think in, in, in truth, I think some of those one score games, maybe Nebraska got the garbage touchdown late to make it a one score game. I think mm-hmm. I haven't gone back and looked, but I, I, my suspicion is a couple of those games were two score games. Nebraska scored right at the end to make it sound like it was a closer game. And um, as back to the spreads, you do get three for hosting, right? Yes. So they're basically saying pretty much a, a toss-up, which to me is a surprise. But I don't know why. Part of the reason I got a bad feeling is Nebraska played pretty well against Wisconsin. They did. I mean, they, they had over four. They had almost 500 yards. What were they able to do on offense, Don? Why were they able to solve Wisconsin? You know, I haven't I haven't seen that game. I did read all about it, of course. It's kind of alarming. They, they had 452 yards offense yeah. against a defense that was given up less than half that per game. And, of course, the defense has played a lot of good opponents. So they are a very dangerous offense. We've said that all along. Uh, the good news, of course, is they have some difficulty slowing the other team down, and that's why the onus is going to be on the offense to, to match them score for score. That's exactly what uh, Nebraska did against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin would score, and Nebraska would would uh, hold their serve and score too. And it was uh, one, a one-score game. I don't think it was ever a two-score game. It was a one-score game all the way through. I think they alternated touchdowns throughout the game. And um, Wisconsin was the benefit of a horrible call at the end. That was pass interference. I mean, I, I feel bad. You're for exactly right. I said that. I said that is really unfortunate. Scott Frost has a right to be really upset sure because that was clearly DPI. It'll be interesting if he can rally behind that because, yeah, it was a horrible call, and they were rolling up and down the field. I mean, so, Don, how worried are you about Friday? I mean, I mean, how well does Iowa have to play in your eyes to win the game? I think we have to play one of our better games of the entire season to be able to win this game. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Now, what's encouraging to me, we had a challenge last weekend, a different kind of challenge, but the clear challenge against Illinois is find a way to slow down their rushing game and at the same time, try to do a better job of possessing the ball on offense. And we got those things done. Uh, think about this. One week earlier, we lost the top five parameters 
to Minnesota. And as you know, we were fortunate to win the game based on analytics. If you lose the top five parameters in almost every case, you lose the game. One week later against Illinois, we actually won the top five parameters. And as you know, that just almost guarantees a win. So, um, Iowa, I, the, other than defense, they were able to run the ball. And thank God they were able to run the ball because the passing game – I mean, I will say, if if Petrus had a game like Padilla did Saturday, fans would be up and up. We're, yeah, there were an awful lot of drops. But so. Petrus had drops too. All yeah, I'm saying did. is there is this attitude – because all the feedback afterwards was, yeah, he was bad, but, man, he better get – he. fans are still completely behind Padilla – because I think they're so tired of Petrus. I think they're looking at them and judging them on different levels. That's just me. What are your thoughts, Don? I think Padilla is going to start against Nebraska, but if he struggles, I don't think Kirk will hesitate to put Petrus in. Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's a good situation to be in. You know, if, if if one guy gets a slow start, we can gain a spark from the other guy. Uh, I think there's a good chance that if uh, if that if that situation played out on Friday, I think it would work. I think. I think uh, coming off the bench, I think Spencer could absolutely give the team a lift. Uh, we hope that's not necessary. We hope that Alex plays great from start to finish. And, and for that matter, I think it'd be great if both of them got playing time on on Friday, but only in a routine win. That's the way I prefer for it to happen. Uh, I think the numbers are misleading. You know, 6 or 17 sounds horrible, but five drops. Uh, by my charting, and I looked at the game very closely, um, for sure, there, I, I would say we had five drops. Yeah. We had three throwaways. So that takes you up to 14 pass attempts. That only leaves three other balls that were inaccurately thrown that um, that maybe could have been caught if we just simply made a better throw. Um, so there are things to work on, but uh, I give um, Illinois credit. That interception was a great play by that free safety. Sure was. Just yes. like Dane Belton's interception was a great play on his part. He leads the Big Ten uh, now. Just a tremendous break on the ball, a great job of reading the quarterback's eyes, and then triggering on the throw, uh, actually triggering before the throw to be able to get there. Um, so that was encouraging to see. Um, I do think that the play of the game, you'd have to say, was Charlie's kick return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They needed it. You know, we're down 10 nothing. It seems like nothing's going right. We're off to that slow start. Incidentally, something to be aware of and something maybe a point of emphasis for the defense. Somebody made the observation. It seems like we tend to start slow on defense. We give up If we give up touchdown drives, it seems like it's more likely to happen in the early stages of the game. Uh, and the reason that's on my mind, when Illinois scored with their opening possession, that's the first time all year that Illinois had scored a touchdown with their mm. opening series of downs. Wow. Uh, so that's a concern. Namely, they, they converted three times on that drive on third down. Yes, third and did. three, third yeah. and six, third and seven. In the right flat. Um, Twelve plays, 75 yards, burned up half the first quarter almost. Um, that's a concern, you know, because let's face it, Nebraska is more likely to score with their opening possession than Illinois is. In 45 seconds. <laughs> And the, and what was interesting? <laughs> yeah. what, so we have to be prepared. I, you know, my thought: if the wind is not a factor, the obvious question is: what do you do in in front of a hostile crowd? Do you take the ball if you win the toss, or do you defer and let Nebraska have the chance to score first and incite the crowd even more? I'd say if the wind's not a huge factor, I'd be inclined to take the ball and hope that we could move it early on and get on the board first. Um, not that not that we have to, of course. It doesn't have to play out that way. I think so much depends on the wind, um, and I don't know exactly what the analytics are. I'm still working them up 
on specifically on Nebraska, so I can't tell you uh, how analytics plays into it. I'll finish that off later today and, and get that information uh, to the coaches later today because the early game means everything has to happen a little bit earlier in the week. I know this is obvious, but I think Iowa, so much of it's going to depend on what Martinez does. If he has one of his great games, it's going to be he, – he, to me, seems like he's either feast or famine. When he's really good, he's really good as a dual threat, but when he's bad, he makes bad decisions. And, and it's just I – mean, wh- I mean, what do you think, Don? I mean, if you're, if you're Iowa, just how big of a threat is Martinez? Yeah, if there was a sports dictionary for, for a combination quarterback – it would be a pitcher of Martinez. You know, that's exactly what you look for. Mm-hmm. A guy that is a very, very capable runner, uh, but a guy that still knows how to sling the football. And um, so the good news for opposing teams, uh, he makes big plays all right on offense, but he also makes big plays for the other team. And uh, we hope that continues. If they've had two problems all year, it's been turnovers and it's not just a one-year thing it's been really throughout his career mm-hmm. uh not that they're all his fault sometimes of course he's trying to uh, trying to make a superman play and he's under pressure and and the ball's inaccurately thrown and or he's playing from behind and the other team knows it and and uh, they're able to take advantage of that and maybe create more turnovers but the other problem of course is penalties they've been they've been flagged too many times uh, uh, we'll see how that changes as you know they really four offensive coaches of their duties just a week ago. Mm-hmm, yep. And 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 yet they went out and played really well on offense against Nebraska. That Their concepts are good. Their schemes are good. They have a very athletic quarterback that's a threat to run on any kind of formation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can, they can be in one back offense. It appears one back offense. In other words, only one back back there with the quarterback. But the reality is they run a lot of two back plays because the quarterback can become the runner sure. and the the remaining back, of course, can become the lead blocker. So you see that they're more difficult to defend for that reason. You got to really be on your toes in terms of preventing big plays, run and pass because they've made a lot of big plays. So that's the challenge for us. And now I just read in the paper, um, Terry Allen's son had over a hundred yards receiving last <laughs> week against, against the Badgers. And, and for that matter, they have another receiver that was over 100 yards, too, that I think is uh, has had 500-yard games. He's a 1A transfer. I'm sorry, a 1AA transfer uh, from Montana that's really done well for him this year. Were you saying – I don't know how to pronounce the name, but you're familiar with it. Ray maybe, something like that. Were you saying Vokalek got over 100 yards? No, it was um, Terry Allen's son. Uh, what's his name? Well, Chase plays for Did Iowa play State. for Iowa State? No, it wasn't sure. Well, now I'm confused. I thought Terry had a son at Nebraska, too. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong. He might. I, I don't know. I thought the name I'm, was Allen, though. That's what confused me. Isn't that Bo Allen? Is that, he has a big guy. I mean, um, he's a really good tight end for them, one of their better one of their better weapons. And um, But, Don, um, I, I've got a question that fans— Yeah, I think you're right. That's not, I guess what really confused me is Terry Allen also has a son playing for you and I, the game— I did last weekend, so I guess I, I wrongly assumed that was Terry's son, but I, I think you're right. It's not. It's just a guy that happens to be named uh, Allen. Allen, yeah, and he's number – but then um, it's Chase Allen at Iowa State, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. But, no, the Allen from Nebraska yeah. is really good. But, Don, I wonder, a question that I've been asked a lot recently by fans is that they want, they wonder – they think it looks like Brian and Kirk don't have a lot of faith in either quarterback, and that's why they do such a close-to-the-best offense, whether you had drops or whatever – 
They only threw 17 passes. Yeah, they ran the ball okay. They still averaged 3.3 yards per carry as a team. And 174 yards, we look at it like it's incredible. I mean, Nebraska does that. And it, I mean, Of course, comparatively, it was a good running day. But what I'm saying is in the big picture schemes, it's not a no. ton of yards. But what do you say to the fans who think that Iowa, the coaches don't have a lot of faith in the quarterbacks by the way they call the plays? Do you think that's fair, or can you explain how it's not? No, I would say that's a little bit fair. That's a little bit fair. Uh, I think um, what there's into it, of course, is you got a defense that you have a lot of confidence in. So yes. you feel like if we don't mess things up on offense, we're probably going to, with our superior kicking game and a stout defense, we're going to be okay. Let's just be sure that we, we um, protect the ball well. We're not very sexy on offense, but if we protect the ball well and take advantage of our scoring opportunities, we're going to be just fine. There's some truth to that. I could see why fans think that way. Um, you know, a good example, Saturday, we outrushed Illinois by more than 100 yards. Yeah. And as you know, if you do that, traditionally, if you do that in the Big Ten, you're, you're 90% win if, you're, if you have that kind of edge in rushing. We held Illinois to 64 yards. That's 116 yards below their average. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody could slow down Chase Brown, but we did. Mm-hmm. He had 42 yards. Tyler, in the meantime, of course, had 132. Gavin was good in relief. He had mm-hmm. 10 carries for 56 yards. Yep. Uh, the bottom line, we were ahead of the chains most of the day. Illinois was behind the chains. Mm-hmm. You know, we took away their running game and dared them to beat us with their passing game, and, and Peters is inconsistent, and they, they simply couldn't do it. Yeah, I guess um, what I would wonder about is, okay, if the offense knows – they hear the coach say we're not sexy, and they knows there's this kind of this mentality. You know, we got a great defense. Let's just hope nothing goes wrong on offense. Let's just let's just do what we can. Does that almost become a self fulfilling prophecy though for the offensive players, where they, you know, yeah, we just need to um, not make mistakes, and we just need to accept that this is the way we do things. I mean, because to me, our their offense caught up and bit them. I mean, their lack of offense is part of the reason they're in this position. I mean, to me, it just seems like they're afraid to take chances. And don't sometimes you have yeah, to take chances? Yeah, let me take you back to the Minnesota game. And you remember me talking about this. It was really important to get off to a good start against Minnesota because mm-hmm. they're very, very capable of of making you play from behind and, and shortening the game with their running game. And lo and behold, what do we do? We come out slinging the ball. And if we hadn't thrown the ball downfield, I don't think we'd have beaten the Gophers. It I gave agree. Us <laughs> several huge plays. Uh, and I think the same approach is going to be necessary against Nebraska. This is whether we like it or not. We're going to have to open up the offense because we got to we got to put points up. Yeah, you know we need to outscore them. And I realize our defense may still hold them to a low number, but if we do, we'll have defied the odds because they just had 28 points on the on the Badgers in Camp Randall. Yeah, and last time I checked, we didn't approach that number. So. We didn't have that um, in course, yards. You could, you could reflect back on that game and suggest that again we didn't we didn't make a real effort on offense to win the game. You know we've got to we've got to come out and be aggressive with our play call. And I think I think Lincoln on Friday is the same requirement. We've got to be aggressive with our play call, and I suspect we'll do that. If not, we're going to lose. Well, we always talk about how good Nebraska's offense is, and how good Martinez is, and how hard he is to stop. Don't hear much about Nebraska's defense. What can you tell us about Nebraska's defense and what can we expect from them? Well, they have improved defensively this year. That's what gave them so many close games. Uh, And you think back uh, to a lot of low-scoring games, more than you would expect, 
A good example would be Nebraska at Oklahoma in the early season. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected that to be such a low-scoring game. It was a, a hard-fought win for Oklahoma. And, and Nebraska, if they would have been hitting on all cylinders on offense, you could have argued that, argued that the defense played well enough to contribute to a win. Uh, so they have improved defensively. The only reason I wonder if maybe some injuries have knocked them down a little bit. Uh, Wisconsin did run uh, run over them pretty well. I think the, the Wisconsin freshman had 220-something yards maybe. Incredible. But if you look more closely at that, a couple of those were huge chunk plays. Yes, I think they were. he had 120 yards plus just on two snaps. So if you look at it from that standpoint, they did a pretty good job of containing – the young freshman phenom um, for almost all those carries. So they're still they still have an issue with giving up some big plays. That's still a problem because they've done that too many times. Uh, but there's no doubt that if you look at their stats compared to last year, their defense has absolutely improved from a year ago. Well, I ask both you guys. So do um, do you guys both think Nebraska plays well Friday? Do you think they have a really good game by Nebraska standards? I think that I they will play well. So, yes. And why do you think? You know, I just put you know, put yourself in their shoes. You heard me say before a good example. You don't want to play a team when they're in an angry mood. You know, I suspect Nebraska's in an angry mood. You know, they uh, by all rights, I'm sure they feel that the game was stolen from them. Mm-hmm. If they get the DPI down on the goal line at the end of the game, then they're playing. I think there was at least time for. Well, obviously there's going to be one more snap because you can't end the game on a penalty. Mm-hmm. There might have been enough time for a couple more snaps. So it's not hard to imagine that they would have scored on that possession and either either kicked it and gone to overtime or maybe gone for two. We'll never know because it didn't happen. And now it's up to Frost as the head coach to kind of rally the team. And the fact that he's got that extra year or that, you know, that they've kind of come out and already taken care of all that narrative, Don, is that big for this week to where that's not a storyline? Yeah, I think so. I think that takes the pressure off. You know, they, uh, if you're um, a Nebraska fan, you have to, you have to, in support of your team, you have to say, well, we really gave gave the Badgers a, a difficult time. You know, we we had that one stolen from us, that type of mindset. So that's my concern: is that the football team itself is just really uh, angry and frustrated to the point where I'm a, I'm afraid they're going to explode against someone. But I hope it's not until next season, not not on Friday. So with a quarterback like Martinez, who at his best is really good as a dual threat, can really run, who has to play at his best? What is it, linebacker? That would seem the obvious one, but maybe it's not. What position for Iowa? Who has to just be on their A game in order to neutralize Martinez a little bit if he's doing his dual threat thing? Yeah, I think that linebacker play is critical okay. because it ties into both run and pass. Uh, and thankfully, we have we have two guys we really believe in, and, yeah, and, and for that matter, our cash or if number five's in the game, mm-hmm. uh, you know we feel good about that position too. You know that player that's typically walked out on that slot receiver if they're in if they're in um, a spread formation. Uh, so we feel good about those intermediate defenders. You know they're reliable players, whether it's whether it's number four or number five, and is that is that cash position or that or that will linebacker, whatever you might want to call him. Um, but I think also to look in the back end, we got to be careful not to give up a big play. Yeah. You know, a prime example, you know, we we um, we got beat on a double cut. You know, it shouldn't happen. Riley's an experienced player. That should not happen. 
So let's just be prepared for the – Ronnie Moss would have to be crazy not to think that they're not going to try to double-cut him more than once, two or three times. So let's not get fooled with a double-cut. Uh, that was a 46-yard gain, as I recall, that, mm-hmm. that shouldn't have happened. Uh, so we got to eliminate chunk plays. You know, that's how that's how uh, Nebraska beats a lot of teams. They make a lot of big plays, a lot of super explosive plays. If we can control that, I think we're going to be okay because I think they will have difficulty running the ball with consistency. You know, their their way of getting 150 yards rushing is is a couple of 50 yard plays mixed in with a bunch of mediocre plays. So we just got to control those explosive plays, both run and pass. Uh, obviously, we need to win on turnovers because that's how Nebraska often loses a game is that they're minus two on turnovers. So if we can get that done and still have an edge, we, let's, let's, uh, let's note a, a clear edge that we have. Our place kicker is is second to none, and they've had difficulties with place kicking. So that's another place where we have an edge is in our place kicker versus an inconsistent place kicker for Nebraska. I will say, whenever Kirk was asked about Shudak in the months and weeks leading up to this season, his answer was always the same. You know, he was right there pushing Keith. We have no worries at all. We are so comfortable with Caleb Sh- and you could tell He's been he, great. You could tell Kirk was being sincere, too. He wasn't just saying it. And, man, 18 of 21. This is He's had one of the best seasons ever for an Iowa kicker. I mean, it's been incredible. I yeah, mean, and let's not forget that a lot of those were were kicks from another another zip code. Yes. You know, they were long range kicks. That's kind of crazy to think a guy's automatic from fifty yards, but it appears that Shudak is automatic from fifty yards. And now the off the I guess the downside to that is Shudak's stats show one of the things the offense is the offense does not finish drives. There's so many drives that just stall. It's weird, and I hate doing play calling because I don't question it much but like Saturday it seemed like when I wanted them to run they would throw and when I wanted them to throw they would run there were sequences where they do three pass plays in a row three run plays in a row I couldn't figure out what they were and it just frustrated me but they did the line did have a surge the entire game you could see that from the very big there were some big holes for Tyler Goodson to run through yes you have to give some credit to the offensive line oh without question Illinois yes. done a good job stopping people I recall a week ago reminding people that Illinois had gone from 13th to third in the conference in scoring defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a pretty darn good defense. That coach that's in charge of that defense has done a good job this year. Uh, so the fact that we were ahead of the chains, that's a, a nice situation to be in because we haven't, even though we ran, we ran for more than 100 yards over Illinois, but it was also a higher percentage of four yard plays. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't do it with a seventy yard play here yeah. and there mm-hmm. or a fifty yard play. We did it with a lot of five yard plays. And that's a good sign of course because we're ahead of the chains and that makes the game so much easier to to call and and um and it works for you. And and for that matter, of course, Illinois was behind the chains and that was a problem of course with them being able to be consistent and moving the ball. One of the things I hear from fans a lot when this debate about Petrus and Padilla other, I mean, Padilla is 3-0. and Well, 2-0 and is a starter. He's won three games. Petrus had won the 12. So winning, they both win. To me, the offense doesn't look that much different. I mean, what Saturday, the difference, what people bring up to me is that um, Padilla can move. Fewer can sacks. Can move the pocket. Fewer sacks. Can throw on the run. But he moves the pocket, and he gives them a chance when a play breaks down. How big is that, Don, on Padilla's side if you're evaluating these two quarterbacks? I think it's significant because one thing that we – cannot afford to ignore is we have some difficulty, especially in obvious 
passing situations, we have difficulty protecting the quarterback. Yes. Obviously, in those situations, you'd like to have as much escapability as you could as you could possibly have at quarterback to be able to buy time, to be able to avoid sacks. Uh, but he has demonstrated through these two and a half games, two and three fourths games, that he does understand when to throw the ball away. Of course, he's avoided sacks and made a few plays too here and there. Uh, so that's a plus um, for for Padilla that he's able to escape. Um, and um, and for that matter, you know, there's this thing called coverage sacks. The truth of it is sometimes protection can be measured in terms of hundreds of a second. Mm-hmm. So part of that, of course, relates to how well you process, how quickly you make up your mind as to where the ball goes. And it, it does appear, it's hard to measure, but it does appear that Padilla is a little faster maybe in processing mm-hmm. receiver selection. Uh, you know, it's simply there were times, of course, when Spencer uh, held the ball and, and the protection simply broke down because if you hold the ball for any length of time, of course, you're going to get sacked. It doesn't matter who's pass protected. So it does appear maybe that Padilla gets the ball out a split second quicker, which gives you a chance to avoid those sacks that are so costly. Uh, of course, we always think of a sack as a drive killer. Uh, typically, it, it ends the drive when you when you get sacked. It doesn't really matter what down it is. It's hard to overcome a sack even on first and second down. Yeah, one of my biggest criticisms of Spencer would be that he's a statue back in the pocket. He sometimes he seems unaware that hey, you know, I got to do something here because he doesn't move. He he's not comfortable running. I mean, I think that was pretty obvious. And so that is probably the biggest thing. And because the offense to me doesn't didn't look that much. They didn't call many different plays, Mm-mm. but they looked different because the pocket was moving some. Okay. Uh, and now, if you look at the offense, six drops down is what they officially had in the stats. That's a lot of drops, and it wasn't by the same. It was by different people. That's every third pass. Yeah, so what's the? why is that happening this late in the season? Well, here's one reason it happened. You know, our, our mindset to beat man coverage, Illinois played a lot of man coverage, and our solution, and I'm sure it was based on a lot of film study, our solution was to throw a lot of slants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking back on Saturday, I think everyone will agree that wasn't very productive for us. Mm-hmm. A lot of those drops were tied into slants. It wasn't always the receiver's fault. It, sometimes it's fault, quarterback's fault, too. You remember me saying with, with Spencer throwing passes, location is so important. It's actually more important in many cases than velocity uh, and anticipation of the throw. So if you're going to throw slant routes, First off, you've got to be prepared to get the ball out on time. Mm-hmm. It's got to be off the break. You have to practice that a lot to be able to accurately throw the slants. And just imagine you're running full speed on a slant route and the ball's thrown a little bit behind you. That is a real problem for any receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for that matter, if it's thrown with high velocity, that's a problem. Because problem you're, actually, you're actually not running away from the, the ball. You're actually, if anything, you're squeezing t- toward the ball. So it's a more difficult catch. Uh, that's why I appreciate so much, and these guys, the, the guys that do it in the NFL, of course. Well, isn't it amazing that Aaron Rodgers can throw a ball with great accuracy and at times clearly take something off the throw? Oh, Mahomes that, is the yeah. same way. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady never has thrown with great velocity, but he throws with great accuracy and great anticipation. And, of course, uh, it's not really fair to expect all college quarterbacks to be able to do that, but that's got to be your goal is to get to that point. And if you can do that, then... Lucky for you, you're going to make ten million a year for the next ten years if you can do it. Uh, but um, part of our problem was location on those throws. Part of the time, the ball was in a little bit late. I, I think back to Laporta early in the game. That ball was thrown late to Laporta, 
So the ball arrives, and a split second later, there's contact through his backside from a defender. It's, so you got to catch the ball cleanly as possible, and you got to put it away immediately, because if you if you bobble it at all, the contact's going to generate another drop. And so what I would like to have seen is there are other ways to attack man coverage. Everybody's familiar with rub routes. We didn't really run rub routes for whatever reason, um, you know, or pick plays, if you will. That's what the defense calls them. Offense calls them rub, rub routes. You know, simply receivers passing close by each other mm-hmm. to force a defender to have to bubble away from the man he's covering. So we didn't do that for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Um, we were convinced that slants were the way to go, but uh, maybe other people throw them a lot more effectively than we do, but they were not very productive for us. Um, so that's a thought. One time, uh, as we mentioned, Padilla, he does have good escapability. One time they had a wide rusher versus naked, and, and Padilla's really dead to rights. It should have been a sack, but he, he ducked up under inside the guy yes. and, and broke contain and picked up uh, extra yardage. I think he um, – let me look at my notes here. He ran for uh, – yeah, second and eight, great job of avoiding sack, run option for plus six, but he slid a little bit early. Uh, it it could have come back to haunt us. It left us with third and two. Uh, we only gained one yard on third yeah. down, but thankfully we converted on fourth down. There was another play that comes to mind, another naked, and I, just something for for Padilla to be aware of. Uh, Laporta was open on an over route. He was wide open, uh, but for whatever reason, Padilla didn't see him. He ran for five yards on the play. Laporta would have, I think, caught the ball and been able to turn down the field, probably would have gained 20 yards or more on the yeah. play because Laporta's above average after the catch, as we all know. Right in front of the Iowa uh, bench. I think, I think Padilla was probably looking for an even deeper route down the field, but the one that was obvious and, and then he missed it was Laporta on the over route. Yeah, and he was he right. started on the other side of the formation and came across the field. Yeah, and then he was, he was open right in front of the Iowa bench because we were in the press box saying, throw it, throw it, throw it. And he, he ended, yeah, like you said, he ended up getting five yards. But, Don, I wanted to ask you, are you under the impression right now that Padilla is the starting quarterback? Because, I mean, I think Spencer's healthy. I mean, what if Spencer has a great week in practice? What's your gut feeling? But they'll, and if Padilla maybe doesn't have a great week in practice, do you still think he's the guy until something happens in a game to maybe show otherwise? Oh. Well, if you if you if you create that scenario, I would say we should start Petrus. If uh, I, I would like to believe it's open competition okay. and the heavy work days. This is a different week, of course. Monday's going to be a heavy work day. Monday, Tuesday are the heavy days, and so I think a decision should be made after those two days. If if Petrus is clearly practicing better than Padilla, then I have no issue at all starting Petrus. I think it should be based on how they're performing in practice. Okay. What, if there's not a clear-cut difference in practice, I would stay with Padilla. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I, that was, I, I was going to ask. So, yeah, if they're both about the same, you stay with Padilla because until something maybe happens in a game to show otherwise, right? Yeah, exactly so. Now, one thing to realize, let me think back to the starts, yeah. Um, Padilla has not played in front of a hostile crowd you can't call Northwestern a hostile crowd, not really. <laughs> no, trust me. Um, Other than the protesters. Over in Lincoln, as they're proud to say, on game day, that's the, isn't that the second largest city in Nebraska or something? Yes, yeah. it is. When the stadium's full, something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and like you say, Nebraska fans are very supportive. They're going to be making lots of noise. They're going to be doing their part. Uh, let's face it, if the Nebraska players – have a right to be angry with all these close losses. The fans feel that same way. So 
I'm afraid that they're all going to show up in a hostile mood, and that's going to make it a little more difficult for us. So what kind of a leash do you think Padilla has? Do you think, I mean, we let's say he just plays a bad first half. They're down 10-3 to three at halftime. We were saying earlier, Tom, didn't you say you think Kirk would give him at least the first series? I mean, what do you, what do you think? What do you think it would take for Kirk to make an in-game switch? I think it would have to. I, I think he would give if Padilla's a starter, he'll give him every chance to keep the job for the game. Uh, I don't think there's any way he'd he'd pull him after one or two series. You know, if we start slowly, we've been known to start slowly sure. in all kinds of games. So I think if if we are uh, three and out the first couple of possessions, uh, even then I don't think he'd make a change. Uh, but I think if we did it a third possession, let's face it, the game doesn't have that many opportunities. So. If we were 0 for 3 with the first three series, and you could say that Padilla was part of the problem, then clearly that'd be a reason to consider a change even then. Okay. We'd still be in the first quarter or maybe early in the second. Okay. Well, Coach, you said against Illinois it looked like uh, our game plan was to throw a lot of slant passes. If you're the offensive coordinator against Nebraska, what does your offense look like? You know, I'm not. I'm not sure because I haven't seen enough in Nebraska's defense yet. Okay. And, and to be honest with you, Tom, I don't. You know, the one thing I'm I'm not going to do, of course, is is offer, um, unless they would ask, offer opinions as to what plays to run versus mm-hmm. the next opponent. You know, that's not really my. That's not really. Um, I'd be happy to offer advice, but they have to would have to they ask. Have to me, ask first. Would you do us a favor and study the other defense? I'd be happy to do that, of course, but. Right now, analytics is time-consuming, and in the early week, I'm focused more on analytics than I am film study. You know, I'm just crunching numbers all the time. I do have a chance to watch them play, of course. Um, uh, my just my general impression is that they're they're more sound than they've been in the past. They're not giving up as many big plays. They're rallying to the ball better. They're pursuing better as a team. Uh, you know, they're playing a little smarter uh, than they played in years past. Uh, for those kind of reasons, I think it's. I think you have to execute um, with more consistency to beat to beat their defense because I don't think they're going to beat themselves. If that makes sense to you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think those are some of the issues we run into. Uh, let's not forget this too. A big factor in in the game on Saturday: uh, wide disparity in penalties. Ninety-six penalty yards versus twenty-two. I did go back and check a year ago. And, and the, the barrier I used was a 60-yard differential. A 60-yard differential a year ago on penalties, the team with the fewer penalty yards won 88% of the time. So there's no doubt those 96 penalty yards had something to do with Illinois failing to convert on offense. And, and for that matter, of course, some of those flags were on Illinois defense too. Yeah, 30 of, 30 of those yards came on that one play with there was a, a skirmish. Between the two teams. Yeah, you're right. That was the only frustration I had with uh, play calling. Was at that point the score was 20 to 16. On that, after those penalties, as I recall, we ended up with first and goal on the eight yard line. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the first down call. I think it was some kind of inside run for for little or no gain. The play I had difficulty with was a fly sweep yep. for minus four. Uh, and here's here's the here's a coaching point to consider. If you're looking at a what I call an overhang rusher, and a, an overhang rusher would be a guy out in space. In other words, he's not lined up over an offensive 
player. He's wider than that, mm-hmm. and his body language says he's going to come up the field. That is a good argument for getting out of a fly sweep because, let's face it, if that guy's up the field, that that fly sweep man has no place to go. He's going to try to – if he's really lucky, he can make some kind of heroic inside move to break that tackle, but it's difficult to do, uh, even if it is – uh, a guy like our freshman that runs with great power. Wasn't that a beautiful play for the touchdown? Sure was. Uh-huh. Uh, that guy got that tackler got rocked by our by our freshman. Arlen Bruce. Uh, we just simply ran him over, and that was good to see. But but flash weeks, of course, can produce negative yards too. Uh, we here's my point. It was a four point game at that point. We'd been pretty successful with inside runs. It wouldn't have bothered me if we ran the ball between the t- tight ends. Three plays in a row. I guess if we failed on the third down, and I, I was thinking, of course, from the eight, if we could gain three, gain three. Now it's now it's third and goal at the two. Wouldn't bother me to try another inside run if we gained three on the first two. Um, but anyway, we ended up kicking a field goal there, and it's nice to have a seven-point lead, but let's face it, it is still a one-score yep. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a touchdown, of course, would have given us a two-score lead. So on that sequence of downs, I wish we would have um, tried to just hammer our way at them a little more than we did because we had had good success running the ball between the tight ends. Yeah, yeah they had. What I would like to have seen, too, is maybe roll out to the right and give Padilla mm-hmm. a mobile pocket, the, the option of running or throwing. But I'm, Yeah, the, you're the, right. That, that, that fly sweep was to the left, so I'm pretty sure we were on third down, we were on the left side of the field. And everyone yeah. saw it coming. I mean, yeah. I mean, right when they did, I'm like, I was like, doing it again. And it just, if, if, I'm, not, if I'm guessing it right, I mean, I, Illinois knew it was coming. They yeah. just knew who was getting the ball. And, okay, speaking of the fly sweep, someone ty- named Tyrone Tracy used to be really good running that thing a couple years ago. I counted him in maybe a handful of snaps. Not, I mean, he was, he's not really, he didn't figure in the game plan much mm-hmm. at all. On say, How much of a concern is that, Don? Do you, I mean, one player is not going to destroy. I didn't see any bad body language. No, I didn't see any great body language either. He was, but, I mean, that's a – I don't know. Is that just a story that's going to work itself out, or do you worry about that story hurting this team? Because, I mean, he tweeted once. His family, his brothers have tweeted. Do you think it's a concern, or is that just something that they'll handle in-house? Well, I think it'll be handled in-house. I think the message has already been sent to Tyrone, and you've heard me talk about this before. You know, if you don't understand that it's a team sport, then mm-hmm. we have a problem with you. And to be honest with you, if you don't want to believe that, then you need to go somewhere else. Um, now, mm-hmm. on the positive side, if I'm not mistaken, on that on that kick return for a touchdown, I believe I saw number three celebrating I did too. with Charlie. Yes. yes. You know, he had good body language. They had, Is that true? Yeah. And, they had and a I little think dance. he was on the field as a blocker, wasn't he, on that play? Was he on the field? I can't remember. Who was? I know Henry Marchese. Oh, Henry Marchese made the great block. He made the great block on the that great number seal 13. Block. Yeah, he did. But no, you're right, block. though. And let's not forget, too, Kelly Martin made a good block on that play, too. Yes, he did. And Tyrone, I watched him. There were times of celebration. He was celebrating. But, I mean, it's obvious he's not happy. It's, it's an unusual. I mean, he's basically just fallen out of their game plan. I mean, two freshman receivers starting right now, and they're both playing really well. It's going to be interesting to see how they work that out. Now, okay. So running the ball against Nebraska, are you, after what happened against Illinois, they ran the ball pretty well against Are you guys convinced that Iowa's going to come out and get 150 to 200 against Nebraska? Um, I, I would like to think we'll get 150 yards rushing because we're going to need it because we've got to have some kind, yeah. of, some kind of complimentary. You know, we, we cannot afford to ever become a, a one-dimensional offense. We can't throw the ball 50 times. 
and win. We've tried that a time or two, and that, mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not a good solution. So we have, we have to run the ball well, and we have to find ways to do it. We maybe need to be more creative in doing that. That's where game planning comes in. There's got to be some formations that give you an advantage over other formations. Uh, you know, maybe it's a formation we haven't even used that much, and mm-hmm. yet you saw somebody else use it effectively. And, and in that regard, you can, you can see on video uh, that these plays have a great chance to work. So it's even better if, if you see proof on video that these plays can work, and yet it's something that we don't have a history of doing. That's a, a, good, a good thought to have that in the offense, of course. But you also, um, yeah, we have to run the ball with some consistency. We have to, uh, it all starts with not beating ourselves. And we've mm-hmm. done a good job of that pretty much all season. Uh, let's face it, if we lose on turnovers to a team like Nebraska, yeah, you're almost certain to lose the game mm-hmm. because that's one way you beat them is by having an edge on turnovers. But you, so continue to protect the ball, but we have to, we have to have a, an aggressive approach, much like we did for Minnesota, uh, because. Right. And the good news is that we had an aggressive approach with Padilla taking snaps against Minnesota, and it paid off. And I'm sure we're going to have that same kind of aggressive approach against Nebraska because I just don't know that we can beat them by staying ultra-conservative. I think That's it's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So the- um, we're asking for trouble if we try to play that way because we have to go out, as you always hear me say, we have to, we have to steal second base every now and then, but we've got to take a lead to do it. So that's my concern. I don't think the game plan against Illinois will work against Nebraska. I think they're going to have to be more. Don't you think they're going to have to be more aggressive and take more chances and just show a little faith in Padilla to make a big play downfield? That's just me. What do you think? Yes, I do. I do. We need to, we need to find a way to outscore Nebraska because it might come to that. Uh, now, maybe, you know, maybe we don't need that many points. Maybe we win with 21 points. But somebody did ask me, how many points do you think we need? against Nebraska. And I said, well, considering they got 28 against against Wisconsin, I think we better have a minimum of 28 because mm-hmm. I don't know that 28 will do it. Well, these... uh, but 28 certainly gives us a chance to win the game uh, regardless of how well Nebraska's offense plays because our defense is going to show up. We know that. And they're going to they're gonna play a smart football game collectively. I don't doubt that for a second because they understand our concepts and they... And they um, they just need to continue to do their job. And a good example of that, of course, would be two weeks ago, Hankins getting beat on fourth and two. Just do your job. Don't try to think you're going to be a hero and stop that inside run because you're not. Your job is to cover that tight end. And then last week, of course, in the case of Riley, don't get fooled. If, if they throw the ball underneath you, you can react up and tackle them and we can win the next series of downs. But if you give up a chunk play – it might be the difference in the game. Well, and remember, the last three games against Nebraska have been decided by 12 points, mm-hmm. three, six, and three. I mean, these games, what are they have? games t- are close. Last second field goals. I mean, these games, have been, Nebraska is so close to getting over the hump with Iowa. That's probably my biggest concern going into Friday is just at some point you wonder when it will finally happen. And But the other thing, Nebraska's one and seven in conference play. Think about, think about how we're talking yeah. about a team that's one and seven in conference play. Because they've been so close against some really good teams. For you. Are you aware that even though they're one and seven, they've scored more points yes. in conference play than the opponent? It's, yeah, by a, they what, have one blowout game, of course, against Northwestern. And then, as I mentioned, to include Oklahoma, those other eight losses, all eight of those losses, are a total of 49 points. 
And they, yeah, uh, and that's what so they beat. Many close games. And that's what they beat North. Didn't they beat Northwestern fifty-six to seven? Yeah, a lot so. of it is right there with that loss. But yeah, they, they did. So no, it, it's going to be a. And Captain, do we have the weather for Friday for Lincoln? Do we know? Uh, Can we get that? And I'm Don, I wanted. To, I, I wanna, know what it's going to be here. If you get it, if you can find it for Lincoln, we. Should, I wanted to ask Don a couple other things. I think um, it's going to be what I, I heard. The Link- was projected to be good. Okay. Yeah, I think in the high forties, low fifties, dry. Okay. So, so Don, it's an ideal day to play. What did you? How surprised were you by the Ohio State Michigan State game? I mean, I don't mean to laugh. Oh, uh, I was surprised a little bit, certainly. I thought that they would really struggle. As you know, Michigan State's been horrible on pass defense. Yes. Uh, and statistically, they were horrible going in. Did you see in. Stroud's so now, stats? Are they? They're, they're it, worse than horrible. It's going to uh, be 61 degrees in Lincoln. Wow. On Friday. Wow. It goes from 41 on Thanksgiving. 61? 61, 61. It goes from 41 wow. on Thanksgiving to 61 on Friday. And uh, 62 Saturday, and then it drops down again. So that means it's going to be nice here, too, right, over the weekend? Uh, here, uh, it'll be in the upper 30s. What the hell? But then it gets into the... <laughs> yeah, here we get a blast of cold air on, on uh, Thanksgiving, right? It, it's gonna, yeah. the, the nicest day of the week is on Wednesday, as I recall. I didn't realize Lincoln was in the uh, tropics, and we're in the t- tundra. Yeah. Nicest so, day of the week is it's uh, mid-50s on Wednesday. So, Don, Stroud, that C.J. Stroud was 32 of 35... For I mean, it they'd make it look so easy. Do you think any? I mean, we got five hundred and sixty yards. Yes, and now you got they had five hundred in the first half almost. Now you got Michigan. What break down this game? This looks like it could be one of the better Ohio State Michigan games in a while. You think Michigan has a chance? Yes, I do. Playing in the big house, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's back up. I, you recall me saying this: Bo Schembechler would like this Michigan team because it would remind him a lot of his old team. Sure. Yep. Um, really sound defense. Excellent running game, good offensive line play, um, a passing game that is complimentary, and I think it's gotten better over time. I think several different receivers have, have popped up and been uh, significant from one week to the next, so I think they feel better about their receiving core than they did in the early season. Um, so Michigan's doing all the right things. I think there's certainly a good chance. And let's not forget uh, – I think Ohio State's finest moment, of course, is putting 49 on Michigan State, and that's supposed to be a matchup of top 10 teams. Well, let's just back up, I think, just another week. When was when, when did they play in Lincoln? It wasn't very long ago, and they had to fight for their lives to get out of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So, so I, think, I think Michigan's going to give them, at least as a fan, I hope it's a really competitive game. I suspect it will be a competitive game if you had to – if you put a gun to my head, I'd still have to predict Ohio State will beat them. But I absolutely think that Michigan has a chance to knock them off. And with Michigan, you're going to want to run the ball, keep the Ohio State. Kind of, I think Michigan will take kind of a Kirk Ferentz approach. Mm-hmm. Run the ball, keep Ohio State's offense off the field, move the change, control tempo, avoid turnovers, and shorten the game. Isn't that the strategy if you're Harbaugh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good point. You know, if you're if you're smart, of course, uh, well, I'll put it this way. Michigan, I don't think, is going to win the game unless they win time of possession, too. Uh, now, the only the only qualifier I'll give you there, uh, I'm sure that uh, even last Saturday, I'd have to check, but last Saturday it wouldn't shock me that Michigan State won time of possession, but they won it for the wrong reasons. They won it because they were giving up scores on three plays. Yes, and it was. It was just incredible. I mean, it, it yeah. really was. So I, don't think, I don't think that Michigan's going to do that. Certainly, I don't think that Ohio State's just going to 
I don't think it's going to turn into a track meet for Ohio State. I okay. think Michigan's uh, too good for that. And um, and let's face it, uh, that game was played in Columbus, it was. right? It was, yeah. And so, you know, Michigan State, they kind of went into panic mode, I think, there in the first half when they, when Ohio State was scoring so quickly. Uh, Michigan State didn't handle it well. That, that's obvious. That might be true on the part of players and coaches. And the snarky joke. Uh, so how do you think the AD felt after uh, well, the, signing the coach was, for $95 million? Well, the joke, <laughs> the joke going around was, man, you needed to give him $100 million, 90, not 95 to avoid that. But, yeah, the timing couldn't have been worse. Yeah, I wonder if during the game Mel was asking um, his agent, did we get those papers signed yet or not? You know? <laughs> yeah, did no, the ink dry on those yet? But, yeah, you see games <laughs> like that happen. And what's weird, though, we sit here and talk about Iowa running these slants and, you know, trying to hit them and, you know, and how hard they are to work. Then you watch Ohio State and their receivers are always just running like gazelles, full speed. Wide open. Wide open, getting hit in stride and just streaking to the end zone like it's just seven on seven out in the schoolyard. I mean, it's amazing how easy they make it look sometimes. Not always. But I don't think it's going to be that easy Saturday against Michigan. Do you, Don? I don't either. I don't either. But really, for a freshman to be able to put the ball on target with such consistency, and I think that quarterback would simply say, "Well, my offensive line does a great job of protecting me." He does. So he he doesn't look like he's under any duress back there. He very seldom gets touched. No, I mean he's obviously. I think he's the big. Isn't he the offensive player of the year in the Big Ten? Oh gosh, he has to be. I think he might be my vote for the Heisman Trophy. I'm not. I haven't really looked at it that closely yet. But what's interesting, Don? You know, Don, they have a five star who left high school a year early to enroll at Ohio State. This kid from Texas named Quinn Ewers, and he got a million dollar NIL NIL that didn't say that he had to be the starter. So their their backups making a million dollars a year in NIL, and my guess he won't be there in a year. Because now Stroud's already redshirted, I believe, so he can play one more year, and maybe Ewers will sit around. But I mean, it's an interesting dynamic when you have two five-star quarterbacks in this day and age. I'm sure Ryan Day's having to do some—I don't know what what's the word I'm looking for—but it's a delicate balancing act, isn't it, to try to keep everyone happy? Yeah. Think about this in terms of weapons on offense. They have a chance, if I'm not mistaken, they have a chance to have not one, not two, but three thousand-yard receivers. Yep. And. A thousand yard rusher. Yep. That's astounding. And I think that's only been done one once in the history of college football. I think Fresno did it years ago. And of course Fresno did it against a uh, a lesser schedule. Uh I believe Fresno accomplished that, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody said that on T V that Fresno had done it and they were the only ones to have ever done it. Well and then when Garrett Wilson missed the game last week, yep. the number three receiver, the freshman from Texas, Smith and I mean, I can't remember his last name exactly. He came in and had like 15 catches. Unbelievable. No, it's – okay, let's say Iowa – I'm putting the cart way in front of the horse. Let's say Iowa does win the West. Um, Unfortunately, I did look. Minnesota is 3-23 against Wisconsin dating back to 1995. So, let's say Iowa does win. They get into the championship game against Ohio State. What's Iowa's game plan against Ohio State? Uh, That's a tough one. (laughs) That's a tough one. Um, first off, do a good job possessing the ball. I would say for sure to take the ball there unless it's a 40-mile-an-hour wind because you need to try to get off to a good start. And, and um, you know, if you if you can't get off to a good start, then they're just going to roll you over like they did Michigan State so last week. So could you see that happening to the uh, Iowa defense, what happened to Michigan State? Because I think Iowa's got a better defense than Michigan State. Could you see that happening to the Iowa's defense if – if things start to snowball? 
No, I, I don't can't think anybody either. could do that to us. No. Uh, maybe that's wishful on my part to think that way. But I agree with you, though. I think that I think the best chance you have against Ohio State is to be really, really sound and require them to execute uh, with great success. And of course, they may do that to you because they've shown that they are capable. Yeah, you got to find a way to, to generate pass rush with four guys, uh, and of course, you, you can you can be creative with how you do that. Um, you got to be able to disguise coverage. You know, maybe the freshmen, that's part of Michigan State's problem, is they, you know, they don't have um, a very complicated defense, and mm-hmm. it was easy for Ohio State to solve it. Uh, I think we're capable of playing uh, with, with uh, more disguise than, than they did, certainly. So, and you got to generate turnovers. Let's face it, you know, you, the only chance you got to beat a great offense like Ohio State is take the ball away from them a few times. And uh, so you really emphasize stripping the ball. You got to try to get the ball out with every opportunity you got. Mm-hmm. One of my frustrations this year, if I'm not mistaken, we got 20 interceptions, which I think is second to none. But that only means that we only recovered five fumbles on the year. You know, we can do a better job of generating fumbles. Uh, mm-hmm. And you got to be careful with that. The first guy of the ball better be concentrating on making a clean tackle. A hard, hard hit tackle. Well, but the next guy to the ball is the one that's got to try to get the ball out. Well, Martinez you know, can the be second and third guys that are that are in. And of course, if you can stand up a, a ball carrier, there's an even better chance you can get the ball out. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're defeating that ball carrier with numbers with with more than one or two players. Well, Martinez has been careless with the ball at times. That to me, turnovers could be a big yeah. thing in the game now throughout that his career. He really has been. So I'm sure that will be an issue that Iowa will try to tackle. So, okay, um, Tom, do you got? Um, yeah, I have, one, I have one other thought. Yeah, Somebody go ahead. Pointed this out to me. We, of course, want to be able to win on Friday to put pressure on on the Badgers for exactly, Saturday. Exactly. That's all true. But here's what a win on Friday does for Minnesota. As I understand it, a, a win on our part on Friday means Minnesota has no chance Correct. to make it to Indy uh, because we eliminated their opportunity when yes, we beat Nebraska. Right. So we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. We have to beat Nebraska, but as soon as we beat Nebraska, that eliminates any opportunity for Minnesota to go. So, yeah, yeah. it would be up to That's PJ to true. get them motivated. I think they will be motivated. I think the chance to win that game will be big for both. It's going to be a fun weekend, and it's great that the weather is not going to be an issue, man. We've Boy, I guess not. 61 degrees. It's hard to remember a season where the weather hasn't been an issue hardly at all. I mean, no, we've been, been very amazing. lucky in that regard. I, I did make this observation at Garden Club, and it got a good laugh, so I'll see if it works on you guys, too. <laughs> okay. I made the comment that P.J. would not be able to identify Floyd even if he was in a police lineup. <laughs> Uh, because he simply hadn't been very close to him. He'd only seen him from across the field. Yep. That's good. And the truth of it is, uh, P.J. doesn't know very much more about the Axe because he hadn't seen much of the Axe either. No, no, no. it's going to be... So maybe that'll be motivation for him. It is a trophy game. Trophy games mean a little extra to players. Let's face it, those Minnesota guys, uh, P.J.'s beaten Wisconsin exactly once, as I recall. Mm -hmm. That was only... I think that was in 18, 2018. And he hasn't beaten Iowa. So... It is possible, but that's something that sticks in his craw, is that he can't beat Iowa, and he's obviously had a lot of issues in beating Wisconsin. So maybe that'll give him the motivation they need, even after they're eliminated from uh, any possibility of making it to Andy. We can get that done on Friday. Okay, I'll put you both on the spot. Who's in a bigger danger spot, Iowa or Wisconsin? I think we are. Iowa, yeah, definitely. I think we are, because I I think we got a, a, a more dangerous opponent. 
And again, I'm I'm just afraid that that um, we're going to catch them at the best. Maybe not. You know, that's on us. We can't control how no, your right. mindset is for the game, but we can certainly control ours. Sure. Yep. But we better be prepared for a a real fight because I think we're going to get one. And Don, I agree with you, but it's fascinating that we're saying that Nebraska at one and seven is more dangerous than five and three Minnesota. But it's true. But it's true. I mean, they are a more dangerous team. They just can't win, and I'll blame that on Frost, and that's a whole other stuff. Well, let's hope he finds another new way to lose a game Friday. And then he can just blame the players there and everything go. else. And But, okay, well, Donnie, yeah, as you – uncanny, uncanny ability to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, Yes, he right? does. Yep. Yes, he does. Yep. So, great stuff as usual, Don. Hopefully next Monday we're talking about a – Hawkeye win and a team headed to Indy to play. Oh, well, I'd great. rather play Michigan. I think Iowa, Michigan, that game would last about two and a half hours because they I both, think we would have a chance I, a, in that game. A better chance because I don't think Michigan could just go up and down the field on Iowa. Now, I do think they could really. You think Michigan could run on Iowa? I mean, would you, you think they could put 150, 200 up on Iowa? Well, we've shown that we're pretty good at defending the run. I don't uh-huh. care who you are. No, you're right. And uh, so I like our chances. You know, we did a good job of solving Illinois, did a good job of solving. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that um, I think we have a chance to slow down Michigan too. If Michigan tries to run the ball, I think we'll be ready to defend that and defend it well. Nope, I'm with you. All right, well, Donnie, as Thank usual, you, great stuff. We'll talk to you next Monday. Have a good, hap- good, healthy, happy Thanksgiving. You guys do the same, and let's have a a really happy Black Friday. All right, thanks, Coach. Yep, take care. And- awesome. Traveling the, the the path you like, Suter, the path of least resistance, the path of easier wins, uh-huh. and more yes. predictability. Yes, I would much rather play Michigan than Ohio State. Absolutely, Iowa, without question. Yeah. Oh I think, my God, yes. I would probably give Michigan a slight edge because they're, but I there are two teams that are very similar. Michigan does have a better running attack, and we've seen how much easier Iowa football is. Here we had a game Saturday where the passing attack was horrible. Whether, I'm not blaming Padilla, but the passing attack was bad. No, it was. I mean, part of the passing attack is being able to catch, too. Luckily, they were able to run the ball. And fortunately, we were able to, you know, obviously the offensive line has gotten better. Has it gotten better, or is it a comp, is it a competition thing? I'm not sure, because it looked good against Northwestern, and Illinois entered that game ranked 10th in the Big Ten in rushing defense. Yeah. They were not that good in rushing Well, defense. I think it's probably both. I think, well, I think you know. They, yeah, and we'll, we'll see. I mean... I'm still not convinced they're going to run for 150 against Nebraska. But I'm also worried that Brian's going to play it too close to the vest and they're going to, their attitude's going to be, let's just get out of here without making any mistakes. Let's just, you know, I mean. I think we're going to have to be more wide open. I do too. And Don said the same thing, but I'm not convinced they will be. Are you? Um, yeah, I, I, I think See, we will be. Why At they least sh- for, for the first two, three quarters, if we get up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. So why were they, why would they do it there but not at home against Illinois? Why were they? I think so, they have to. Um, to. In order to win the game, I think they're going to have to. And you don't think, you think against Illinois they didn't think they had to? Uh, yeah, I kind of do think Because to that. me, everyone says, well, the offense will change. with The offense hasn't changed at all with Padilla. It's the exact same offense. He just makes it look different because he doesn't stand in the pocket. No, that's right. But it's the exact same offense. That's right. They run the same. They run the same slants. They run the same, you know, underneath crossing routes. It just looks different with him because, like Spencer, would stand in the pocket. So we'll he's see. Been, he's been able to hit a few over the top. No, what I'm. But he hasn't been incredible. No, I mean, no, I mean no, if you no, look, no, no, if no. you just look at it objectively and get your Petrus hate out. I mean, the biggest problem Spencer has is. Fans have seen him start 17 games. Padilla's only started two and played in three, and they won all three. So, but 
Padilla, I mean, he did have some drops, but they just didn't seem like they had a lot of faith. They only tried to throw the ball 17 times. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to have a lot of faith in him Saturday. Well, how much of that is, well, our running attack is finally producing what we needed to produce, or closer to what we needed to produce. But they always that. say they want to be balanced. Yeah. I mean, they're always talking about balance. They didn't really try to make any effort to be balanced. And a lot of those drops, they weren't drops on 25-yard down and out routes. They no. were drops on the, quick the slants. slants and yeah. crossing routes and underneath yeah. routes. And I don't know. It's just I've had multiple people say to me, why do we not have any faith in our quarterback? Why do we play not to lose? And that's kind of what it's – but, well, partly because it works for the most – but then they're like, well, no, it doesn't. We're the but, the other, but you can see why they don't have faith in their quarterbacks. But the other well, part of that is Kirk Ferentz has always been conservative. I mean, he's a conservative guy. Yeah, I mean, that's o- his philosophy. O two and o four, he changed. He had well, o two, he could. And o four, he had, had to. O four, he had to. O five, he tried to, but that team just ended up losing games that it shouldn't have lost. But, but no, I just thought their attack on Saturday against Illinois was just play not to. Oh yeah, look, hey, we're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. Let's don't even worry about throwing downfield. And to me, you, you got to do both. And yeah. they're going to definitely have to do both against Nebraska. Or, like Don made it pretty clear, I, Don seems a little worried. He seemed real worried. More worried than I thought he would. I'm worried. I've been getting more worried as I look more and more at the game and as I look more and more on laws of averages and just the way things. Sooner or later, that Frost and those, they're going to have something roll their way. And leave it to be Iowa on the last Well, day. if Martinez plays a clean game, they're going to beat us. I really think I don't. I think mean, I'm be almost that way unless Iowa can run the ball and Padilla. What if Iowa runs the ball and Padilla plays a really good game? Uh, well, if Mart- uh, and Martinez has a really good game. I mean, Martinez had almost 400 yards against Iowa a couple of years ago, and Iowa barely won. They won by three. But he did turn the ball over. He right? had a couple turnovers, but he, I think he didn't. He have like didn't he have like 400? Like yeah, 380. Yeah, no, he did. He just shredded them up and down the field. So turnovers could be huge. I just. I don't know. I just I'm more worried about the law of averages finally tilting in Nebraska's side because that does some uh, uh, sooner or later they're going to win one of these games. I think God hates Scott Frost. Frost, and I mean, there's I mean, look at all the games that we should have lost and we win. It's because God loves Kirk Ferentz or could have lost. So you're saying could've God lost. likes Kirk yeah. more than yeah. Scott Frost? Oh yeah. Oh God. If you were God, wouldn't you? Yeah. God's I'm, going up there, going God. He's no, Frost no is on, players under the bus. If Frost is on his way up to heaven, I'd be like, if I'm God, I'm like, you got to sit in this room over here. And then he walks in, and there's Alford. Who else blames everybody? Trump. People that blame everybody but themselves. I mean, that's where you have to go to. Uh, to God kinda, opens up the room, and all you hear is woke. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Frost reminds me very much of Steve Alford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, star in his day. And Frost, they both played, you know, Alfred played some in the NBA, but he was not a star. Frost was okay in the NFL. They go back to college where they're kings, and they just could never, ever – they always had to detach themselves from losing. Whenever – like, we, I, I listened to Frost the other day, and it was, it was about as good as he could do, but the reasons they lost were missed tackles, blown assignments – um, drop pass. Everything he said was a physical act. It had nothing to do with strategy, and that's blaming your players for everything. Yep. Maybe yep. one of those missed tackles is due to a crappy play call. Hello. Who knows? Hey Pat, can you see this happening? If so, do you think it's fair? Um, Georgia beating Alabama and Notre Dame getting in on in the top four with one loss. Yeah, somebody with one loss. Yeah, is probably somebody. Get if, him. Yeah, and why? Why not be Notre Dame? Yeah, if Notre Dame has one loss and they need 
I, I would not have a problem with that. No. I know in both polls, I think they're up to five. What what were they in the the actual CFP poll or whatever? What the last one, six or seven? Six, I think. I think six. I probably don't pay as close attention to that as I should. But no, Notre, if Notre Dame goes 11-1, and one, I don't think they need to apologize to anyone for getting in the, in the playoff. No, no. I mean, I would not have a problem with Ohio State in the playoff with one loss. I wouldn't have a problem with Michigan in the playoff. Well, with, Alabama with one loss. If Alabama with one loss. Notre Dame's right in that group, too. I don't think they're as good as Georgia or Alabama. But if Notre Dame's 11-1 and one and they get in the playoffs, I'm fine with that, whether I'm a Notre Dame fan or not. All right, thanks. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if Michigan beats Ohio State, and wins the Big Ten championship game, Michigan should will, will be in the playoff, and deservedly so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a one-loss Big Ten team that wins the championship should be in the playoff. Gosh, I'm, boy, I'm not seeing it, though. I think Ohio State's just too good. I do, but I, I, I think it's going to be closer than maybe we think. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. So you'd be okay with Notre Dame going ahead of an undefeated Cincinnati that Cincinnati beat him at Notre Dame? That's what you're saying. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have a major fit over it. I mean, the problem with, yes, Cincinnati did beat them. I'll give you that. They did. The problem is the rest of Cincinnati's schedule. I mean, it, the, I'm, that's just the way it works. I mean, I mean well, since, that's since, ridiculous. They played well, no. head to head at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame's schedule is the weakest it's been in 15 but years. But it's better than Cincinnati's. It's better than Cincinnati. Way better than Cincinnati. You can't even compare them. <laughs> Cincinnati plays in a mid-level conference. Oh, well, why don't they play each other and see who wins? Oh, they did. Cincinnati beat them at Notre Dame. Okay, but, but also, I mean, Oklahoma, lo- Oklahoma lost to Baylor. I would yeah, pick, Baylor's I, a pretty good team. But I wouldn't have a problem with Oklahoma getting the playoff over Baylor with one loss. I, really, I mean, you can't judge it all on one game. Especially if you're a team like well, Cincinnati. Well, that's all there is to judge it on. If no, it there's not. That's why. No, no, there's not more. There is way more than that. That's why that could happen. I mean, you can't judge it all in one game. I watched the Notre Dame Cincinnati games. Cincinnati's good, but what I'm saying is Cincinnati's schedule kills it. That's whether it's fair or not. That's just the way it is. That's how it works. But, well, uh, Cincinnati would have 13 wins if they run out, and Notre Dame would have. 11. I understand that, but That's a lot of those wins were in conference play, and their conference isn't considered very strong. I keep going back to the same thing. We're going around in circles. Yeah, you guys are never going to be on circles. the same page here. Okay. Uh, I've got one opinion on Notre Dame. If they got the Big Ten West, which will never happen, they would not do any better than Penn State since they joined the Big Ten. We have I, no idea if that's true. We don't know, but I disagree. But, but, sir, you obviously have an anti-Notre Dame slant. Fine, but you don't know. You're just talking. You don't know that. You're no, just I'm making just a prediction. Saying, look at Penn State. How many times did Penn State win the national title when they're independent? Penn State's in the East. The Big Ten, zero. Penn State's in the East. They're not even in the West. So I don't know. What, what are you talking about? I'm saying it's very difficult to go undefeated in a conference. Sure, like sure it is. Not for Ohio conference. State. Ohio, Brian Day hasn't lost. He's 20. I know. That, but it's still difficult. You'd agree with that, I think. Well, not if I'm Ryan Day in Ohio State. He hasn't lost in three years. Let, let me sit, jump in here. If Penn State played in the Big Ten West, they would have played for the Big Ten Championship a half dozen times. Without question. Without, the West is so weak compared to the East. I mean, you, there's no comparison. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say it's definitely weaker than the East. There's no doubt about that. But uh, Although, I'm just saying – you take quite a physical beating in a big conference, whether the teams are really good or not. Agreed. You yeah, know, but uh, I mean, okay, Notre Dame played a, an average USC team. Is that any worse than Iowa playing an, a bad Indiana team? I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, Notre Dame's schedule was not great this year, but compared to Cincinnati, there's no comparison. Uh, and yeah, they do yeah, measure strength I, of schedule. It's big. 
strength of schedule is a big thing. Fair or not, that's a, they take that into account. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we sure will. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if, well, Cincinnati's is facing the problem that all of the non-power five teams are going to face forever, and that's what I kept trying. to Yes, in them. that their schedules are never going to be, never going to. Cl- come close to measuring up against a power five schedule it just isn't going to happen and if notre dame doesn't get in because an 11 and one georgia team gets in or whatever i have no problem with that yep. i mean um notre dame when they lost that game to cincinnati did make themselves vulnerable because of the loss because you know cincinnati look as great as they are in the polls look where they are in the i mean the schedule matters when they're doing this stuff and their conference just isn't very good they played a lot of average opponents hello in regards to the college football, do you respect the police, and do you think it's egregious that these hosts don't have a respect for the police? What? Yeah, go what? home. What was that? Do you respect the police? Who? What's that have to do with college football? It has nothing to do Does with Does who that. respect the police? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, like respect, the, I, 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 I listen to all their songs. Yeah, I, I do like songs. the police. Now, <laughs> what would be your favorite, what, Alondis Damore? I mean, what's your favorite police album? I didn't uh, like Synchronicity as much as uh, I Every breath you take. Oh, I love that song. I hated that song. Huge hit. Ridiculous. Okay, if the police would play Every Breath You Take versus Ohio State, who would be cheered for the most? What if Sting dotted the I with the <laughs> that makes in the Ohio script? Ohio. I was just being the I, other guy. How am I supposed to even? Answer? Well, I don't understand. Was that guy? He obviously Listen, was that part you, of woke? He no. He hates Notre Dame. You well, I'm talking about the guy who just called. Oh, I don't know what the hell is. Was he woke? Was. No, 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 no. Uh, no, he needs to go back. That to bed. guy before him that hates Notre Dame, and he hates. That's him. fine. I get it. You times that by one thousand, and those are the calls we play. Those Notre Dame games, opposite. They were all opposite the Hawkeyes. And I get what he's saying. Cincinnati did beat Notre Dame at Notre yes. Dame, and they look good doing And that it. does matter. And but it matters. But what you said, the other games matter too. Yes, yes, and that was one game. There's six or seven games on Cincinnati's schedule where they're playing teams that are perceived as worse than most of the teams Notre Dame played. Notre Dame does play, you know, eight and Navy and what have you. They play four or five teams from the ACC, and it's not Notre Dame's fault that USC sucks this year. I mean, Does you, it all right. go back to the fainting Irish? Is that, I mean, why do people here yes. hate them so well, of much? Of course it does. They just, honest to God. Well, and I think there's an, I think some people will say that there's an arrogance involved with Notre Dame. I mean, they, act, they act like they're Alabama, and I'll be there. Notre Dame hasn't won a national title since 1988. Hello. Hey, Pat. Yeah. You, you got to admit, Notre Dame never won a conference championship. Yeah. In football. football. Yeah. That's all you got. Good point. That's all he's got. It's a good point. It's a good point, but sort of misleading. Sort of misleading. Yeah, we were expecting more. But, but no, I, um, like I said, Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is held up to a standard that it doesn't always meet. And yet it still continues to carry that standard. Notre Dame hasn't won a national title in 33 years. Isn't that what it is? 12? Yeah, 33 years. That's a long time. Well, and for Iowa, it's been 65. Well, yeah, and the difference between Iowa, I mean, Notre Dame, they, they've won at least 10 games under Brian Kelly a lot. Notre Dame is a, a, usually a notch above. I'd love to see Iowa and Notre Dame play this year. I think it would be a good game. I really do. Hello. I think Iowa would have a very good chance against Notre Dame. I don't play dumb. These guys hate the cops. All right, I called them before and they were disrespectful to me. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? 
We don't I know what him you're. Before it. I'm a police officer, a law No, you're not. This is the guy. Oh, this guy. No, I have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, Why are you calling into my show? He's what? not a police this officer. This is a sports show. There's, I am still there, a police officer. You are so not. You think the police have nothing to do with sports? You oh, are not a police stadium? officer. The there the is something wrong with you, and you need to seek help. Go there's, away, sir. I mean, help. We're, we're talking. Well, I want him to. I want him to get help. We talk sports. We talk occasional music. Yeah. And we don't need your if stuff. If the police were here right now, they they wouldn't they be They are very here. Cash. I'm here right no, now. No, you're not a police. Well, okay. What is your name? What's and what your force? name? Your badge number? Yeah, who we do you want work your for? badge number. Don't hide. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. Well, my, my name is Officer Steve. No, well, let's get a full Steve. name. First no. and last. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I'm Captain Steve. Yeah. And let's that's a... about as legal as Officer Steve. <laughs> let's get a first and last name. Who do you work for? What's your badge number? And then we can verify it. Yeah. Keep asking questions. I'll come. I'll arrest you over the phone right now. I've done, uh, no I'll way. You're no way. I want to be arrested over the phone. So is this fake Officer Steve? Is that this, what this, this is? He's going to arrest me over the phone. Arrest me. Okay, you're under arrest. Okay, now what? Now you now you have to go to jail. No, I don't have to. No, uh, you know what? You're taking you're turning this into a joke. You are a joke. You are a joke. You and we want you to go joke. away. You Can have you to respect the police. Leave us alone. Okay. I have Online. no respect Let's for you. Can't we just hang up on him? Who yeah, yeah, we have the technology. Not you. Not you. Not you. Policeman, but not you. Not you. Hey, you're starting to laugh. Hang you're starting to laugh. <laughs> At least some of them are funny. That's not even funny. That guy's annoying. Uh, is it, so we're going to start Officer dealing with this Steve. Now. Was Officer Steve. Officer Fake how can Steve. You, yeah, how can you but at least Ackerman tries to be funny. You know? This oh, now we can pay Officer Steve And Officer Ackerman? Steve didn't even give us his badge number. Of course he didn't. <laughs> you're, you're comparing... He's probably Fake right. Ackerman. You think he's yelling upstairs, Mom, they're, they're not believing me. <laughs> he's Officer Steve of the Knucklehead Police, and he's 007 badge number. All right. Is he in a basement without pants on? Because that's usually where you Well, I, I don't know if he's in a basement, but the, you I guarantee you there on? isn't any pants on. <laughs> he may be in the upstairs. <laughs> You don't always have to be in the basement with he's your pants there. off. He's I will there say, with his pants off and a can of WD-40. I will say I did love the, the Officer Steve response. I thought so that was solid. So is this guy been calling in lately? Is this, is, this isn't no, new? I don't Not know. a lot. No. Oh, but before today, though. Yeah. Okay, because yes. you guys didn't yeah, seem You know surprised. something, Pat, and I've been meaning to bring. I bring a certain audience here, and for some reason, when you come in, it all goes to hell. <laughs> it's got to be you. But who's ever said we don't respect the police? Okay, Scott Frost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I respect the police. I do, too. Oh, Jesus. Do we have to say we, we don't no, have to No, say. we don't. I'm no. tired of saying I have to respect the police yeah. or that I'm a patriot. Or... I respect uh, the police that follow the law. Well, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I... Well, yeah, the I ones respects, that don't, that's... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I will give an unpopular opinion here. Let's hear it. The band police, not a big fan. I like... I put them with Dylan. I love a lot of their songs, but a lot of their songs I just put me to sleep. Just not a big fan. They've got like seven or eight songs that I consider just masterpieces, but they got about 50 that just, oh, God, put it... As Don says, put a gun to my head, you know? 
<laughs> so does that does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Are you losing control of your show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you listening to shortwave radio? <laughs> yeah. What is this? This sounds like a Manfred Mann stranded in Iowa. <laughs> Anyway, how good do you think Western Michigan that we're playing? They're not tonight? very good at all. They it's lost terrible. to Division Two team by 15. Iowa should win by 30 or 40. And do you think Keegan will get his 25? I think he'll have 60. He'll have as many as he wants. Yeah, and he'll probably play very little in the second half, and my guess is they'll try to – yeah, I don't know. He could have If 20. they played him the whole game, he would get 50 But points. if he only gets 15, it, don't read into that either. It's, it doesn't really matter. Well, that sounds pretty good. Don had a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far, you guys had a good show, except for the last few minutes. What do you think of Officer Steve? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Do you per- well, Officer do- Steve wants to be heard. True. <laughs> so do you think he's, uh, do you know his badge number? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about him. Anyway, <laughs> I, maybe that's what he wants. Oh, I'm sure that's what he wants. Yeah. Probably so. Sure that's but anyway, let's hope he can win tonight. I think they can. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry. Okay. Yeah. The, but, and have a good Thanksgiving. You too, Carl. You too, Carl. On Wednesday. Yeah. You too, Carl. So Are we doing a show Wednesday? Have a good Thanksgiving. Sure. Let's beat those Huskers and uh, let's get those women healthy. Yeah. yeah. I'm bummed. <laughs> I was all set to see that game yesterday. Yeah, uh, we were going to go to the first half. Yeah, well, that's too bad. And we were going to go to Cancun, but we're not now. And you'll just have to wish for another year. Yeah, we'll go. We'll do something else. Okay, well, good luck, guys. Thanks, Karn. It's Officer Karn. <laughs> Which one is closer to being a, a police officer, Karen or, or Officer Steve? Card. Now I got now I got some guy ripping me on Twitter for saying a one loss Notre Dame blah blah. You know, I said the reason why I could see no. I'm not saying Notre Dame should necessarily get in over Cincinnati, but if they did, there's a reason. That's all I'm saying. It's schedule, strength of schedule. That would be the reason and money. The playoff would probably rather have Notre Dame in with one loss. Well, of course, of course they would. That's all I'm saying. But, oh, of course, yeah. some guy, I think, he, I think he tweets under the name Iowa Chic. Of course he – let me see. Let me see. I mute him, too. Yeah, he tweets under the name Iowa Chic. Of course, he hides behind an alias and talks crap. He's got 183 followers. I muted him a while back, and now I'm giving him attention, which he craves. But if you're listening to Iowa Chic, which you are, that's my reasoning. I don't have a problem if Cincinnati gets in over Notre Dame. I don't care. But there's a reason, if it doesn't happen, why Notre Dame would get in. And the playoff would want them in, and that's money, prestige, and schedule. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Hello. Hello, guys. How you guys doing? Hi, non-officer Steve. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was, really, was going to say I'm not an officer. <laughs> hey, one thing I was going to say with Nebraska, one thing that concerns me that I think is interesting is this is their bowl game. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, you, that's because concerning. Because they're not going bowling and this is their bowl game. I think yeah. it's going to be very, very interesting. But I just think when you're – in that situation, and, and you, you, you know, you had this type of season. This is your bowl game. I think that makes it very interesting. It does, but it does not always mean that that team plays great. Because oh, every sure. year we it's say this is Nebraska. We, I can guarantee you that. I would think. Well, every year we say this is Nebraska's bowl game, since they've been losing. Well, because they're not going bowling. But <laughs> that's I'm just what I'm saying. saying. The other thing too, you were talking about Cincinnati. I think the interesting thing is in the future because aren't they going to be in the Big Twelve? Then, the, then it'll be answered coming up in the future. Uh, true. What's that? 
uh, Cincinnati is going to be in the Big 12. Yeah, if they were in the Big 12, they would be better. But they're not now. In the future, that will be That will definitely help them in terms of this situation. But they're not in there now. But yes. Right. Yeah. But no, it's always going to be, and that's why it's always been that argument that they need to have more than four in this situation, then you won't be in this predicament. But that's another issue by itself. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Well, thanks as always. All right, Steve. Bye. Yeah, if they were in the Big 12, that would make a huge difference. I think it's funny, though. People are acting like I'm the only one that says this. Well, the playoffs, I mean, you know the playoff people would rather have Notre Dame. Though. Oh, of course. Well, okay, look it's at a business. I- look at Iowa. Iowa's got into bowl games, and people said, well, why did we get into that? And they always say. Why did they put us ahead of Northwestern? Yeah, because we travel. And we bring more money in, and that's just the way that's it that. is. That's the way it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I want Notre Dame in because I, they're Notre Dame or whatever. But, I mean, just – and that's funny is I mute the guy. He still follows me. Now I just told him to go away. I mean, the, I, the Iowa Sheik. I mean, come on. And he's got a picture of, like, the Iron Sheik. I mean, that's the problem with Twitter. You just have cowards that hide behind aliases and just talk crap. They, it's all over the place on Twitter. You see it. Yeah. Twitter allows you to just hide where there is somebody on Facebook that is using my picture. See, that's and wrong. Using the station and everything, and so I reported it to Facebook, and Facebook just uh, got back to me last night and said, "Again, this is the second time I've reported it, and my friends have reported it. He's not, uh, you know, he's not breaking their standards or whatever. He's it's fine for him to do that." I thought you said Facebook was a lot more strict than Twitter. Well, it hasn't been lately because they said they they said he hasn't violated uh, their standards. And the guys. So does he post under your name? Yeah, yes. Steve Bridges. Yeah. And with a picture. I, I, I can't believe they allow people to do that. I don't know. Freedom, freedom of speech. I love how freedom is when you're hiding behind an alias because you're too much of a coward to put your name to all the well, crap you it's say. a freaking machine. And if he changes one thing, and I don't know how it is. I mean, there aren't any people making decisions. It's a freaking machine. But there's every once in a while will somebody who will be, who's ripping me behind an alias will go back and say, well, you know, I can't um, tweet under my real name because it'll affect my job because of some of my takes. So they even admit, well, I have to be under an alias because yeah. I'm such a dick with what I say. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass myself or jeopardize my job because I yeah. go on Twitter in order to cause problems and to rip people. Because that's why a lot of people go on Twitter and social media to begin with. Yeah. is just to rip people. Do we Hello? have a call? Yeah. Suter, you're not going to Cancun? Nope. I guess you won't be bringing me back that weed then. <laughs> I can Hell, probably boy, get you, can, you some around here. Go to, quad, go to the Quad Cities. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to go to Cancun. That dispensary that they opened in Milan here is just Milan oh, here. Oh, the one here. Yeah, but that's yeah. medical though. Milan, is it's just, like yeah, but it's booming. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's medical. I mean, Milan, yeah. they've got the weed, weed, don't they? Yeah, yeah. anyone can walk into. My, yeah, I mean, yeah. this one you have to have a medical license. Yeah. But yeah, Milan, you just drive. You don't need to go to Cancun. Well, you you and Ann planned on bringing a bunch of weed back to didn't you? Sponsor oh, Roberto. They were going to bring it. They were going to bring a ton of just really good. You know, Cancun. I'm sure they wouldn't have searched our luggage. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Sure. Hey, hey you, and because you're yeah, there goes our license. <laughs> here, there, g- g- yeah, that big bale of uh, plants there. Yeah, yeah, that, it's cotton. Just it's put, put it on the plane. So would you if if he was trying to bring back like. 400 pounds of weed, would you lose your license? Uh, he's got a uh, share in this thing. He's oh. got a share. He owns half of the land. I don't know. I know that I, if I had weed, because I 
on the license. Hello, if anyone could get medical marijuana, it's you. Your body's screaming for medical marijuana. <laughs> Just cure me. I got to take my teeth out now. You should get your medical. Friday. But get medical marijuana. You could get it, Captain. You could qualify. Does it hurt? No, no. no. I don't have mine now. Um, but um, but I mean when they... When they do what? The impressions? Yeah. The impressions hurt a little bit because they yeah. pressure up against the bone. Yeah. And yeah, that when they're doing the impressions, that can hurt. You know, like when they do x-rays on your teeth, sometimes that can hurt too because the x-ray, they put that yeah, thing, they get it the, goes up. The, that's the only pain. Yeah. That, that's the only pain. But no, the actual... I mean, and when I got my actual screws in, the implants, I was out. I See, I'm not it. getting in. No, you're not going as far as I did. Yeah. Well, which, I'm 73 yeah, three yeah, in I'm, January. I'm still, I'm still young. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'd be, what am I? I'm 20 years from running for president. They wouldn't even consider me for another 20 years. <laughs> well, I, I can't run for president for years. another five. Five, six years. Yeah. You need to completely lose your mind, start crapping your pants, and then you're ready to be our president. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Well, I could do that now. <laughs> I have to admit, though, I'm a little surprised at how worried you and Don are about Friday. I didn't think you guys would be as worried. No, I'm definitely worried this about it. I'm, I, I mean, this, worry is a strange word. But because, this is the strangest one in seven Big Ten team I've ever heard us prepare for. Well, and we're one of the strangest nine and two teams yes, also. Yes, that is true. That is a good point because I still don't think Iowa's a great team. No, I don't either. And they could end up, they could end up going 11 and two. They could end up winning yes, we could. Friday, not making the championship to lose there, and then go down and play a team in the Citrus Bowl. Let's see yeah. who maybe um, – Who's a team that in the Citrus Bowl? Maybe Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. And win, yeah, uh-huh. and go eleven to two. And I still or, or Kentucky. I still wouldn't say that's a great team, but I also would say you can't bitch about this season. So Mississippi or Kentucky, maybe. Boy, that would be interesting going up against Marcus. It sure would. But if Iowa goes eleven and two, I don't. You can't complain no, about you this. Can't. You can't. Now, if they go ten and three, if they, I don't think you can even complain about ten and three. Nine and four, yes. If they go nine and four, that means they lose to Nebraska, and then they lose a bowl game. You can, I think fans yes. would be very unhappy about that. I don't think you can really complain about ten and three, and definitely not eleven and two. Any any time Iowa wins ten games, you've got to be ultimately you have to be happy with that. Yes, you do. And I yes, I do realize the goalposts move a little bit when the coach is in his twenty third season. There yeah. is more expected because, okay, we've been through this before. The problem when you stay at some place so long, you tend to do the same things over and over again, and they don't look as impressive. Fifteen years ago, a 10-win season to us looked a lot better than it does now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, the, the real problem with this team is that they just do not pass the eyeball test on offense. We on just offense. don't. Well, and that caused them to lose two pivotal, pivotal games. Pivotal games. Now, I right. granted the defense was horrible against Purdue, but if your defense is going to be horrible, defense was not horrible against Nebraska. Defense gave them a chance, not Nebraska, Wisconsin. Defense gave them a chance, kept them in the Wisconsin game. The offense was just in. The offense gave that game yes. to Wisconsin, and, period. And the offense did nothing to help the defense when the defense needed help against Purdue. So you combine no. those two things with the fact that even when they win, the offense isn't fun to watch. I mean, Saturday's game was not that fun to watch. Did you think it was? You know, it was, it's funny because when I rewatched it, when I was there watching the game, I felt f- pretty comfortable with with the game. The kick return was fun to watch. Yes, it was. But rewatching, you know, and got into the fourth quarter, and I said, "Damn, this game was anybody's game at this point." And I didn't feel that way when I was watching it the game never, live. I yeah, I never really thought. Uh, Felt like Iowa was going to lose either. I, and I'm not sure why I felt that, except that I did. I'm going to one-up you. Uh, Dr. Forbes just said, uh, your teeth are going to be the easiest extraction I've done this year. 
I mean, there. No, Lance, come on. The one that I had, I, I remember, think about that one. I think he just looked at it and it fell out. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi, this is John Ballmer. Hey, John. Johnny B. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, it is interesting. You're talking about the football team and the, the, the record, and, and, you know, it's deceiving. Uh, you know, frustration with the offensive play calling is, you know, still there. But i got to look at the overall picture. You know, we've got some good character people on that team um, with the young people we have. And Kirk does a great job, I think, of molding those young men. And you don't see the problems that you do in other programs. So I... You know, I, I'm willing to take that for sure. That's part of the part of the, part of the package, I think. Uh, uh, totally. I would agree with that. Sure. Yeah. But one other thing I want to lend my usual rant to. I was over at the wrestling meet the other night. We've got season tickets for wrestling. And when they're introducing the wrestlers, they play that goddamn music through the PA system. I do not understand why they feel the need to do that. I think they do it at the basketball games, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, why they're so fixated on playing music it's hard to understand when they introduce the uh, the, the uh, matches and the players and i just don't understand what are those are the, their wa- those are their wa- walk-up tunes right each player picks the tune that they walk Is out that, on the mat yes really yes well it's hard to it's it's hard to hear who the heck they're introducing especially at wrestling it was very difficult it was very challenging rod back rod leonards was doing the actual introduction which is surprising mm-hmm. you know the vp of finance um was doing that so it's just it's a distraction i think as much as anything to, in I, my mind i agree but, no, I'm, I'm a dinosaur on that. Well, stuff. and I mean, I am too because I get tired of the Iowa starting lineup, and it just takes forever. I mean, it just. But I get oh, it. Oh God, yeah. I, but it's just, it, you know, it's just every game. It, it takes them so long to do the starting lines, but that's what the kids like, and I get it. <laughs> but you're sitting there doing it, trying yeah. to appeal to a younger audience, and you look over, and the student section's empty. The people having to sit through yeah. that are people like us. There's no students there. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Who's going to the game? Not I'm the students. The women's game still. So. Yeah, it's a lot of us elderly people. I am down with the kids. I say, (laughs) but they're not there. Turn it up all the all the way. Well, neither is Steve. Yeah, neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) So he's down with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, gentlemen, good good to hear you, Tommy. Sorry, you can't go to Cancun. Oh, (laughs) it's a first world problem, you know. Well, I would have loved to have seen us play Drake. I would yeah. love to see Iowa and Iowa State women when they play. I think that'll be a, that, a good game. It'll be I a burn burner. Good game. I'd love to see the Iowa yeah. men versus Drake. I think that would be yes, a great Yes, game. I would, too. I think that would be – well, there again, you and I, we agree this totally on that one, that they ought to be playing those teams. And uh, it, it would be better competition than what we're having now, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, the teams so. we've been playing are just miserable. Oh, God, Yeah. That's exactly right. We'll see if we'll see how that affects us going forward. Yes, hopefully we it's shall. doing what he wants us to do. Yes. Hopefully. Gentlemen, have a good Thanksgiving and you too, John. We'll, too. Hope we get the Hawks through. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Johnny. I mean, it is getting. They're going to get eight victories for sure. I mean, you mentioned what Southeast Louisiana and Western Illinois coming up. You've got mm-hmm. Portland State uh, on Friday, and then you've got um, Western Michigan tonight. They're already four and zero. That's eight wins right there. That's right. That's eight wins right there. That's almost a third of their schedule. Uh, just, and we got a, a good chance against Iowa State. 
Yes. We have a chance against Virginia. Yes. We have a chance against Utah State in South Dakota, right? Isn't and that, that, Utah and that's State? It. And, yeah, and that's basically it. This is one of the worst non-conference schedules I can remember. Would you agree with that? Yes. This one is not a very good. So my concern is if they're 9-11 and 11 or 10-10, and 10, they're prob- they may not get in the tournament because of how weak their schedule is. It's very true. But if they go 10-10, and 10, they've had a pretty good year. I mean, I know people have said that, what do you mean? Have you seen us in these first four games? Yes, I have. I've been well. I didn't see the first one, uh, but you got you can't get a become a prisoner of the moment and get carried away with I how think good they look. Ten and ten is the ceiling. Oh, I I sort of do too. Um, I need to see a little bit more of the Big Ten. I don't think the Big Ten is loaded with really good teams this year. Purdue's really good. Purdue's great, but I, Illinois's I, tough. Illinois's okay. Michigan, I think, has a chance to be really good. Michigan's but tough. There's a lot. Of, I don't think Michigan State's great. Nebraska's not great. Wisconsin's not great. Ohio State's not great. Maryland's not great. Rutgers isn't great. Indiana isn't great. There's a lot of mediocre teams in the, the Big Ten. And we're one of them. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that it's not like this conference is top-heavy this year. I don't think it is. So maybe Iowa can win 10, 11, 12 conference games. Well, maybe they can. You know, we'll see. Because, like I said, I don't think the conference is loaded. You no. Know? So, but um, – it, it will be interesting. I just It's just hard to gauge. I think tonight's going to be more of the same of yes, what we've I seen. Do too. It's just going to be the exact same thing. And, you know, was it fun the other night to see Peyton Sanford go off and see Chris Murray get almost, you know, what, 20 or whatever it was? And sure. But yeah, yes, it was, but we've, we've still got some problems. And it helps those guys' confidence. It gets them going. But I still would – I think we'd learn a lot more about this Iowa team if it spent two hours trying to beat Drake at the Nap Center. I, I agree. And I think we'd all enjoy it. Now, if they lost, it would suck, but the game itself would be spectacular. I just, I think these eight games, they, get, they help you get tuned up and whatever, but they basically are there to provide wins. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and time for the, to see what you got with the newcomers and, and that stuff. Yes, I think he absolutely did the schedule purposely. And I think it's a fair question, way. and maybe I'll ask Gary if I see him. To me, it's a fair question to go up to Gary and say, okay, you've said before, the reason you stop playing you and I and Drake is you just don't have many schedule opportunities now. And yet you've That's got these nonsense. eight non-conference games. That's nonsense. It's nonsense. And they expect us to believe that. Say something. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I mean, say something. Who's <laughs> calling? calling me. Somebody, it says yeah. restricted. Oh, then there's yeah, something sure, I important. I need water anyway. But I want you to answer that question. Yeah, it's, it's important. I think you should take it. Okay. it was, I'm guessing Mandarin. Hello. Hi, how are you doing today, sir? Great. This is David Kennedy calling you on the behalf of Publishers Clearing House. Do you remember signing the entry form? Sure. Huh? Yeah, did I win? That, that was, it? Yeah, it was mechanical, too. Did How you bizarre. What, yeah. What'd you win? I, I guess I didn't. They hung up on me. They didn't want to give me the money. Well, they didn't have the name right, either. <laughs> yeah, is this, I can't remember no, what you said, Bruce this Smith? Is David. No, that was mechanical. <laughs> but no, the question I, eight conference games against <laughs> foregone conclusions, or non-conference opponents this year, and the reason we were told that they quit playing you and I and... Well, of course it's not. You look at me, say something. You... I want you to say something. <laughs> I want you to say something with passion and purpose. Okay. I want this to mean something. It's a lie. There you go. Woke. 
Well, I mean, it, know, does, it is frustrating, though. They that, don't want to play him for, you know, if they lose to him, it makes them look bad. Yes. That's it. And I think they don't I, definitely don't I want mean, to play them there. There'd be, there'd be right. no other reason. I think Iowa would say, okay, yeah, we'll play you, but you're, you're coming to our place. And if I'm Drake and you and I, I'm like, screw yeah. that. You can come yeah. play at our place. And I just think it's unfortunate. But this year, it's just been such a reminder because I don't remember ever playing this many foregone conclusions no they, well but the crowds are not there either oh i know we've that, been at strange times nine o'clock at night eight o'clock at night you know because that arena hasn't been half full for any game yet no not even close no i wasn't at the first one nor i was i at the exhibition the only good time it sold out was wrestling last week yeah i wonder how the parking went i don't know that ring needs to be a little louder doesn't it <laughs> restricted <laughs> well you're getting the say, yeah they're just going i mean I, they're just going down the line. Yeah. Yeah, because I bet Jan got one, too. I'll bet she did, too. Yeah. Well, I won't get one, though, because I'm yeah. only an independent contractor. Yeah. You know, right. I'm, not, I'm not grouped together. You're anymore. nothing. I'm safe. I'm not attached. <laughs> You're a stringer. Um, am I a stringer or am I an independent contractor? You're an independent. Contractor. Uh, contractor. All right. That sounds better than a stringer. Aren't stringers, by definition, independent contractors also? Yes. I think stringer is a more specific part yeah. of being an independent contractor. Uh, yeah, I agree. Station I worked at a Davenport for a couple of weeks. The, they didn't have a network, so they said they're independent but lovable. You know, what is that? We're not lovable. What the hell does that no. mean? And we're definitely not lovable. <clears throat> No, I don't, oh, think so. I don't know about that. I don't think we're lovable at all. No, locals love us. They I, do. I know. Yeah. Yes, guys, they do. Yeah. You guys say it all the time. <laughs> they love they us. Do. Uno. You guys <laughs> brag more than Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Who does brag more between you guys and Trump? Who would you say? Trump. Trump. It's close. Yeah. No, it's not. No. Well, I just hear you guys brag a lot more than I hear Trump. Well, there you go. Yeah, there, there well, we go. You're not listening to Trump every day. No. I, is there Trump radio? No. <laughs> yeah, it's called iHeart. <laughs> yeah, there You is. should try to get Trump on. I think that would be a great show. We tried to get him on it when he was running. You should try to get him on now. How long do you think that interview would last? You know. I would, I would enjoy it. Would you enjoy hearing Captain interview Trump? It I think it'd be it would No, I no, I don't want to hear his voice. Would you jump right into the or would you no. try to ease into it and keep him on for a while, soften him up and then start laying? No. You'd go right I, away. I don't right like away. to be lied to and every time he opens his yeah. mouth he's lying. Yeah. I would go in there and slap him and get arrested by officer Steve. By, by officer, officer Steve. Steve. Officer, I do now do I have to turn myself in? Yes. Uh Ann says officer Steve wants to hear build a bitch. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> officer Steve isn't hearing. What's build a bitch? Build a It's a long story. This is going to be the song that you and I will agree on 1000%. Heartedly. Yeah, why don't you play him just uh Yeah, I'll play you just an well, what what so it's a popular song? Uh, uh, yes. You think I've heard it? Not with our format. You think I've heard it? But I don't yeah. think you have heard it. Uh, yeah, I think you and Steve are going to be on the same side of this Yeah, one. this is just about the worst. So was this like the song of the week or something? Yeah, no. I had a little... Because uh, those songs of the week step out of your of format. We had a programming here. discussion about yeah. this particular number. Oh, yeah. you took a stand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like when Molly played Led Zeppelin that one time and you called in and said, what are you doing playing one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time? Well, and you're not going to think this goes no. under that category. No, I don't believe Well, you. when are we going to hear this it? This you don't get to pick and choose. different, but in 
So are you asking me if I like this song? I hate it. It's, yeah, it's circus it's music. stupid. Yeah. I mean... Honest to God. No, that's a horrible song. That song is S. Who sings it? It's S. I don't care. Uh, Bella Posh. So what was he arguing about? Were these people pulling for that song? Yes. Yes. I'm with you. It's a two-minute song. It's a two-minute piece of garbage. Why not play play Little Martha if you want a two-minute song? It's defecation on the station. How does that fit in the format? Because it was a semi-hit. And it's two minutes. And it's terrible. It's an awful song. Uh, awful song. And it's cartoon music. Yeah, it does. Circus music. With lyrics are great. It's, Tom, you don't even. I'm with you, Captain. You don't even hear the lyrics because of the stupid. Uh, I mean, different butt and bigger boobs. That's a good line. So who's against you now? You got Suter, obviously, Tommy. Everybody. He, Hunter. Everybody. Hunter. Everybody. Yes, Hunter. Tommy, and Molly, Jan, everybody. Jan, Ann and Jan. Uh, no, Jan don't like it. I'm on your side. I so think Ann would be uh, on the Build-A-Bitch side. Yeah, so well, but I then for the first, and I, you know I don't pull rank often. Not often. You're doing it this time. Ever. Uh, that song sucks. Fair enough. It should never be on this station nor any station. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called Build-A-Bitch. <laughs> I, you know, well, well S&D. You know, should we be playing a song called that? I can't believe it's popular. It's not. That's the whole damn well, thing. Well, it got to 15 on one of the charts. Yeah, but not the chart that we follow. We follow a adult top 40, hot Got to AC. number 15, Pat. Where did it get to on our chart? 46, was it? 56. Not, not 56. Though, and it was I, only on two weeks. I've looked at three other point spread in places that do uh-huh. point spreads. They've all got Nebraska by three. Yeah. Out of the Atlantic, all, so that's Ford. Man, I, I, that is weird. That yeah, I think they I, basically it, have it. They're saying it's a draw. Yeah. So, but no, I'm with you on the build a bitch thing. I didn't realize that it was a big. It's terrible. Did this involve like a corporate meeting and stuff? Where I, with hurt? them, I wasn't involved. I came in the next. Seems day. Seems like a weird hill to die like, on. Yeah. Seems like a weird hill to die on. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I was driving in, and that sucker played at 4:20 in the morning, and I'm going. What the hell is well, this? Well, I once heard and the then, streak on this channel, and it was the song of the week. Well. <laughs> so, so what, you make exceptions for the song of the week? No, that, I don't. And I don't ever want to hear anything like that again. And I, I keep, made my I voice. I get format shoved in my face all the time here, and then that clown from Burlington can play whatever he wants. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> all I know is that song. And I say clown in a loving way. People, doesn't everybody love clowns? That yeah, song's well. going to be here through the Christmas season, and at the end of the year, that song disappears and will never, ever, ever, ever be played on this station okay. again. Ever. How about the streak? Ever. Never. How about Here Comes the Judge? I like that I song. Oh, that I hate song. that. I yeah. love that That's song. a great song. I love that song. It's a yeah. disgusting a... piece of ass. Oh, let's play it. Let's it's play... got good lyrics. The, no, it, uh, no, it doesn't. Yes, yeah, because I respect the court. Yep, and the police. <laughs> and the police. <laughs> and, the police. <laughs> and, and here comes the judge. I love that song. I don't know why I like that song. For some reason, I always like that song. And I've always hated it. <laughs> 
I'll take <laughs> build a bitch a hundred times out of a hundred no, over that. No, against the, the hundred great, times out of a hundred. You know what else I always loved? I don't think so. How about Gene Gene, the dancing machine from the Gong Show? <laughs> I loved great. it. I did too. Shooter, I bet you didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like him. I loved Gene. I mean, yeah. he made that show. He came out there and then yeah. just left. And then he would no. just leave. <laughs> Hello? Hold on, Captain. You worry about, like, the hot AC chart now, but, you know, what was it, an hour ago you played a Robert Palmer song that never charted? Yeah, yeah. yeah Captain. Yeah. Now I'm against you. From 1977, <laughs> and then, let's see, last week sometime you played a Grateful Dead song that never charted? Yeah. I mean, you, Which you, one was that? And why, do you think, and why do you think that is? What Mace? song did you play? You didn't let me know. Estimated Profit. Great song. Great song. Should have given me a heads up. Hey, Pat, we're actually playing a good song. song. Turn on the radio. We're playing a 44-year-old song, Pat. Never released, never charted. No, it did not chart like Touch of Grey. He's right. So you're going. But but it's a great song. Okay, and people have been listening to me. My time coming. I have been in the morning uh, in Eastern Iowa on every state. Here we go. Mr. I don't like research. I don't like research, but I've researched over the years. No, it has nothing to do with that. People are used to a certain type of music from me, and occasionally I sneak it in. Can I say something? Yeah. This is going to come down to one thing. This is your station. It's my station. And you're going to do whatever the hell you please. I'm going to do whatever the hell I please. And that's fair enough, man. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's so do you agree with Molly and I and Tommy yeah. and Hunter that Build a Bitch is within format? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, oh, build a bitch in format for KCJJ? Yes. I don't what, think so. What but, about uh, your station? Are you playing build a bitch on your station? We're mainly 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. But, like yeah. Would you play build a in, in 10 to 20 years, are you going to be playing build a bitch? No. I doubt it. No. I would really be You know surprised. why? Because I mean, it sucks. Okay, Kat, what's more in your format? No, build a bitch no. or fool in the rain by Led Zeppelin? Uh, what's fool more in, in your rain? Own? What's more in your form? Build a bit. Fool in the rain. Build a bit. So you guys Fool have a philosophical difference here. Fool yes, in the rain we do. For Captain. We do. Great we have song. Philosophical. And it was somewhat popular. It the was kids not... like Build a Bitch, and they don't know the song you guys are talking See, about. See, you're wrecking the kids. I'm trying to be an example and I think some kids, for the kids. And I think the kids know Fool in the Rain. Some do. I think you're selling the kids short. No, the kids are pretty screwed up. You don't think some high school kids no. with good music taste have heard of no. Fool in the Rain? No. Only if they're, you know, only if they're separated uh, from their brothers by like 30 years. <laughs> no. That's sad. That is sad. To, no, they don't. Sad to think. No, they don't. Well, can we change I think my of myself at fifteen, sixteen? I barely knew Zeppelin songs then. I didn't learn them until I got to college, and you know that was mid to late eighties. Yeah, I learned them when I was like twelve and thirteen, but maybe can I, I had older that? brothers and sisters too. I want to change they my ringtone to build I mean, a bit. They were, <laughs> they were already done releasing stuff by that time. Yeah, you're. How old are you, Mace? Fifty. Okay, yeah, you're seven years younger than I am. That makes a big difference. I mean, but yeah. Led's, I almost, I mean, I was a sophomore in high school when Led, when John Bonham died. So it's not like I, um, but I had already discovered them by then. But I am having trouble figuring out your, I think your guys' format is whatever you guys like. And if it fits into a top 40 type thing, but if you like it, then you'll argue that. No, there's, o- there's only a few songs that I really play that, that aren't typical format. Like what? It really isn't. <laughs> like what? Only like estimated sure. profit. Why did you play that? Because it's a great it song. It is a great It's one of my and favorite dead songs. people listen to me for 20-some years on KFMH. You also play Touch of Grey. Yeah. 
That's tough. Well, that was that's a, hit. a hit. That was a hit. Estimated yeah. profit's more popular than people uh, think, but I don't. Uh, did it ever chart? No, probably not. Probably not. No. Great no, song, no. though. Great song. And it's on a great no, album. And it's, it's not on our rotation. You know what you should do sometime? I specifically You should play, play Terrapin Station Side B. The I'm whole thing, start playing. to finish. 30, I'm on the... 33 minutes of pure joy. Sure. Sure. I'm you know, not playing a 33 minutes. It'd be easy half an hour Molly I'm ever had at work. I'm not playing a 33-minute song, and I'm not playing Build a Bitch. And we're not hearing it. You uh, did on Friday. We can do it from 7 in the at night till uh, Molly gets off the air, and that's the only time. We should have asked Don to break down build it's a, a bitch. terrible. And we're not having him break down. No, build a bitch and compare it to another song. Arguing with about a, a two minute song. I hate it. Well, you've spoken. Yep. I, there you go. And there's no. Yeah. You're the guy. The, the buck yep. stops with you. It stops with me. And when have I ever done that? When have I ever stopped the buck? Well, you did. I can. You did tell Molly never to. Don't ever listen to freaking Hardy again when he tells you to play a Led Zeppelin okay. song. So the buck stopped there. <laughs> and that was actually a pretty good Led Zeppelin. I think I had her play Over the Hills and Far Away. And you would have thought that I killed someone. It's a great song. What's wrong with Over the Hills? Because it doesn't and far fit the away, format, Captain. and it was Hardy asking format. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yelled at Molly and told her to don't ever listen to that idiot again. <laughs> I never said yeah. that. And you took a couple other but, personal shots at me. I said that. Because yeah. I played Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> over the hills is not, but the Robert Palmer song is okay. Oh, I can't stand on a Palmer. rare case once in a lifetime. All what right? was the Robert Palmer song? You're gonna get one. I don't even coming. know the name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Figured out. Yeah, I'm not. Bonnie Raitt did a uh, song. Yeah, a it was version a... of that. And I bet her version was better than his. Didn't he do it "Addicted to Love"? And yes. Yeah, I've just never been a big Robert. But rest his soul. Didn't he die of a heart attack? Yeah, yeah. Pretty young too, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, yeah. Boy, we've sure drifted off course, haven't we? But it's Monday. It it's matter. all because of Build a Bitch. It is. Yeah. It, it really is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you looking up? I mean, uh, the chart. For what? For uh, you're going to get what's coming. That did you guys have? Did anyone happen to watch any of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions? Uh, it was on Saturday. Did you guys watch it at all? No. Todd Rundgren no. was finally. Um, put in the Hall of Fame, but he would not. He did not show up at the event. Uh -huh. and they showed an interview with him, basically saying, "If I was ever picked for that thing, I would never." He thinks it's a joke. He thinks music is not like sports. He goes, "I can see in sports you have Hall of Fames because there's competition. In music, we're not competing against each other." And he did not. He did not show up. Yeah, charted uh, at number forty-five in nineteen seventy-eight on Billboard. And what about Bonnie's version? Um, like seventy something. I think it's said. Yeah. And Todd Rundgren should have been in so the Hall of Fame a lot earlier. It did chart, Mace. What do you think of that, Captain? Shouldn't Todd Rundgren have been in earlier? Oh, He's yeah. a genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they were going through his career. It's incredible. And oh, then he, the Go-Go's were put in, too, and they performed. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. Belinda Carlisle has aged. They've all aged pretty well. But they actually did. They performed for about five, ten minutes. And I mean, Belinda's had some serious help over the well, years. Well, you know, more power to her. Yeah. But she looked, you hey, know. I'm getting good. new teeth. I mean, she was in her, me too. I mean, she Actually, we saw Belinda at, at Riverside about three years, three or four years ago, and she was really good. But no, it was they they performed live, and it was a it was it was a good show. Um, um, LL Cool J, I love him. He was inducted. I'm trying to think of who else was. Inducted. <laughs> LL Cool J is great. He's a great actor. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's a great host. Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah, LL Cool J. 
versus Build-A-Bitch. Mace Build-A-Bitch times 100. <laughs> no. Mace wants you to play LL Cool J. Yeah, play some LL Cool J. Come on, Captain. Do you we wouldn't have... have played that 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Play it now. It's so great. <laughs> Do we play any, Tommy? No. No. Doesn't fit. Why don't Round you play? Away, girl, you can play that. How about some Todd Rundgren? Hello, it's me. Yeah, I've heard you guys play that before. Yeah, yeah. play that. Every once in a while, a good song gets on here. I'm not yeah. sure how it happens, but it sneaks on here, <laughs> and I'm like, up. "Wow, look at this!" That's when Steve yeah. wants to hear something. <laughs> I mean, there was one yeah, morning I drove in here, and you actually played two songs that I liked back to back. You did, up. and I praised you when I got in. Build a bitch. What was oh the God. other one? No, it was. We had a caller that called in once, and they hit you right on the head. He goes. Pat, if it were up to you, we'd only have eight CDs in here. <laughs> Look how much more room you'd have. No, you'd have more than eight. Hell, there's eight Steely Dan CDs by themselves. Yeah, what do you think of Steely Dan, Mace? You play Steely Dan. Yeah. Steely Dan's. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So do you play any Steely Dan song, or does it have to be one that really charted? Uh, charts. So you're I not going to play just music. anyone? No, but a lot of them. Do you ever play like any major dude? Yeah, that's charted. a great song. Great song. Yeah. Kid Charlemagne. I've heard you play that. Yeah. Actually, that's what you played one morning. You played Kid Charlemagne and then um, Bright Side of the Road by Van Morrison. Yeah. And I'm like, my God, I can't believe I'm driving into this radio station. I'm so happy. And then by the time I got there, you were playing like Mickey or something. I mean, it was just something brutal. <laughs> we don't even have Mickey in there. It was something bad, though, and then I was deflated. Mickey. Hi, Tommy Lang. Uh, Build the Bitch is currently number 24 on the mainstream top 40. Well, that says... Thank you very much. That speaks very low about society. What about adult contemporary? They don't... don't, That's not a listed format in in, uh, In Wikipedia. Well... But in mainstream... Go by Wikipedia. That's what we are, mainstream, right? Mainstream top 40. No, we're not mainstream. We're adult... We're hot AC. Hot adult contemporary. Build a Bitch is 25, you say? 24. 24. And with a bullet? I, I didn't look to see what it's doing. but I He looked at Wikipedia. <laughs> what are you looking at? I look at the charts. I look at Billboard. The charts. You have to subscribe to look at Billboard. Yeah, and I do. 24 is pretty high, Tommy. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, You're doing you well. Me on that one, did it, well, then why don't we have a subscription? <laughs> Hey, you guys want an update from the Iowa Sheik? Now he says he's relevant because we talked about him on the radio station. He just tweeted, the irrelevant guy who just had a five-minute radio rant devoted to him. We made this guy's day. Good. And, yet, and yet we're happy that you... Have, you it wasn't five minutes. Well, but it, we've made his day. He got what he wanted. Two minutes, so that was built a bit. Okay. Kid, what yet, about if we let... If we let Officer Steve decide whether Build a Bitch is, is relevant or not. He's an officer, Bill. and his name's Steve. Listen, if they had Calliope music on the chart, I wouldn't play it either. That's nothing but a circus song. And maybe that would go good in Baraboo, home of the Circus Museum. How do you like that, Mace? <laughs> but it's We're not top 40, Captain. <laughs> is that Tommy Bartlett's uh, area? He's dead, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think they do the show anymore. I think that ended. COVID. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. COVID. COVID. It's not going away. No. I mean, it ruins Suter's week. When were you leaving, Suter? Tomorrow morning. And you got most of your money back, I heard you say? Most of, yeah. You, sh- I, you should. I mean, what what yeah. what did you not get back? I'm just curious. If you're uh, not- the sports 
package team that we bought the Cancun package <clears throat> through, they said, you know, there's going to be about a hundred dollars for each person that yes. we're not that you won't get back because of stuff that we've already had to do. Oh, okay. And that made sense. That makes sense to us. if they have to try to get their money back. Okay, that makes. And sense. And then American Airlines is giving us we have credit for what we spent. Um, you can use it on like a bowl game, and we can use it. On American Airlines whenever we want. That's kind of what I did for Maryland because, I mean, I've, I pretty much got my flight for whatever bowl game they're going to. I mean, they're more than likely, I think, going to the Citrus Bowl. Unless we lose. Unless they lose. But, man, do they want to do another Outback? Do you really want to do another Outback Bowl? No, I think they'd probably then send us to either Vegas or uh, Music City. But man, the Music City such a drop down in I know. everything. I mean, it is. it'll be interesting to see what happens, but... We'll see. Uh, this has just worn me out. Today what, has? The Build-A-Bitch controversy? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bublé is skyrocketing up the uh, adult top 40 chart. Who's Man, Michael Bublé? Should I just throw that Look, in? look, you guys. Michael Here's Bublé. the whole thing yep. in a nutshell. There you go. Here's it in a Captain nutshell, okay? In the morning. I know what I want the station to sound like, and the station is number one. And Build-A-Bitch ain't it. And it ain't it. Yeah. So, nor go the hill. Go unless you guys want to. That's fine. If you want to take over the whole thing, and I'll just sleep in in the morning, and you guys, and then we'll see if we're number one. And if we ain't number one by as many percentages we go down, so goes down your pay. If that's okay, that's fine. I know what the station's supposed to sound like. The day that I bought it. Here, you'll find this one. I haven't changed. Captain, you'll find it. Now I'm getting attacked by a libertarian conservative. We must stop the woke grave the left is digging. She said I have my head up my butt. The woke grave? That the left is digging. Suspended by Jack on a similarly named account just weeks ago, but back now here. Is it a woman? Her name's Sally Eastman. At least she- Sally, you're a bitch. <laughs> Build a bitch. Is that- <laughs> yeah. yeah, the song "Build a Bitch" was, was named after you. But no, she was. You. I don't know if she's an Iowa fan or listening, but she was follow- She was responding to the the clown Iowa sheet clown guy, who I'm back to mutant again. So I'd have to click on his thing to see what he's saying. But we've made his day because we I, talked I, about I him know. on the. Huh? I'm just hanging out now. You've gone two hours without a break. Yeah. No, no we took a break. break. We took a break after Don. No, we didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh No. Do I get no. extra? No. no you you might get less. Less? for, Because you've weighed in on the wrong side of Build-A-Bitch against the program director. But man, the owner, though. The, the bu- it's not getting used. <laughs> no, you guys really thought there was a chance I was going to like that no. song? No. No. God. No. God. I mean, never. I never don't, crossed our mind. I don't think there's a chance that anyone who regularly listens to this station is going to like that song. And these I guys do. disagree. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I was going to say, you have three of them right here. You don't. yes no I legitimately like the you song. you like the song yes I do okay I kind of like it and Molly does too it's well quirky. I'll give you it's quirky <clears throat> it is quirky it's circus music I right, Captain that's yeah, build a bitch or Alabama whiskey song uh, Alabama whiskey I'm with you yeah we're with you. here goddamn the pusher man <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're coming to take me away. I <laughs> That was a hit, too, that I yes, never it was. played. I never played that. Good but, job. But Sally Eastman, again, says we must stop the woke grave the left is digging. Yes. What is that? What does that mean? I have no idea. It's, what grave are you digging? 
besides your own. <laughs> and Sue. And, but seriously, what grave is the left digging? <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Uh, it's what does that mean, Mace? Yeah, Mace. Oh, yeah, Mace. Yeah, Mace. <laughs> Hell, nobody's awoke at the. Nobody's. <laughs> at this stage, I think well, we put everybody. We got to end the whole thing. It's eleven o'clock. Yeah, end the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, Don ended an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the police reports. Molly's waiting to do her show, which is going to be drastically cut short. And we respect the police again. Yeah. We, right. Yes. Well, and the band and the force. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free. Hey.